Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I am the Dude 79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, good evening, sir. Hola. How are you doing today, buddy? Well, thank you. Doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. How good are you? mood today? Yeah, I think, I think so. you know why I'm in a really good mood, you guys? The reason I am in such a good mood is because you are working from home now, which means you can get drunk during B&B again. The last about, couple of weeks, he's been Mr. Responsible. I'm not going to drink a lot because i got to go to my new job. But now, since your entire office got COVID, except for you, he's working from home now. So now he can get shit-faced. Yay me. You know, it is what it is. They're all doing well and safe. That's what's important. Um, and uh, I did come back negative today. Yeah, that's the end. But <laughs> you're, you're but- still HIV positive. I was waiting for you to make that joke. I was yeah. trying well, to get I mean, set up for you, but I mean, unpredictable. Just like, uh, like Stowaway. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's up with you, ma'am? How's your week going? Everything, everything else good on your end? It's been busy. Um, I, you know, working from home brings a new challenge because, like, I'm still new guy, so there's yep. always things that I need help doing or questions, and I've got to, you know, wait before I can get a response on some stuff. But for the most part, it's the same. It's just there's a lot of intricacies going on, and I'm getting pretty – knowledgeable of what i need to do it's just that there is stuff that's out of my control that can't make it flow smoother so it's kind of that's also kind of an obstacle but it is what it is and you know i I like listen at the end of the day i'm still enjoying it i mean I'm, i'm i'm waking up in the morning i'm actually having some coffee i'm sitting there having some breakfast not rushing around Mm -hmm. and then at lunchtime i walk over to the fridge and go what am i have for lunch today and make a ham sandwich and you know just wait till the other bad habits kick in I've been doing this for like, you know, 14 months now. A showering is optional. Is it? Oh. Um, putting on pants is almost a never, ever, uh, ever, ever again. I just, I put on pants for when you come over, and even that, then it's sucks. It's, it's barely. You're wearing a thong. That's <laughs> what you call pants. <laughs> a pants on is a thong. Uh, Josh says, oh, this is a good question. How does your small bladder affect you uh, in office work every 20 minutes? So I don't drink much caffeine at work, but yes, I really hold it often. I have to probably, I mean, and they know already kind of they're catching on to the joke, and I even talk about it openly because I take a 64-ounce bottle jug of water to work, and I'm like, baby bladder, like, I'll be going to pee once in a while, so just so you know, like, I definitely pee more (laughs) than anybody else, but. Yeah, you really do. Um, so. As you saw at the beginning of the video, beginning of the stream here, we yeah. threw up a promo for the next beer quest number two. Beer quest number two, which will be available for your viewing pleasure Friday morning. We'll make that live around 9 p.m. or 9 a.m. <laughs> 9 a.m. Eastern time, Friday morning. That'll be up and running uh, for all of you to watch. But Tone, this past weekend, yeah, we are joined by our good buddy, a half-assed beer review, and we... Took to the road, trekked across the great state of Michigan to Muskegon, Michigan, mm-hmm. to visit our sanctuary, mm-hmm. the 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 brewery who makes the the best brew, the best beer ever. Right, OCP, OCP, oatmeal cream pie. Yeah, baby. Because everybody loves a cream pie. Everybody loves love slurping up a cream pie. And they had it at nitro. They had it in nitro. That was interesting. That was the one thing I was not quite suspecting. They have it in nitro, and it's very smooth. Oh, dude. It's very smooth, it's you guys. It's so light. Like, if you liked OCP in a can, you're going to love it in nitro. It is light, it is smooth, and it is playful, and it's yummy. But, dude, 
let's talk about our trip, man. We went to Pigeon yeah. Hill Brewing Company. Yes, yes, we did. And, and then boy. we had uh, Dr. Rolf's Barbecue Cater, our binge fest. Holy fuck. Uh, really quick, we'll just touch on it briefly, talk a little bit about As you can see, we're, we're actually at... We're actually at Pigeon Hill. This is Pigeon Hill Brewing where we're at right now. Look at this. Pretty awesome. Look at this. That's, uh, that's Half-Ass Beer Review, and that lovely lady at the bar is Grace. She was awesome. Very awesome. Like, she you took, came she in. She was. Yeah, and you came in. You're like, hey, we're going to be doing this stuff. It's cool with you. They're like, yeah, cool. You, she let you take some photos or yep. do some. Pretty awesome. The, the she staff was there pretty was amazing. Very, very amazing. Nice. Very, very nice. Uh, very nice lady, and she took care of us, and uh, she made, the, made sure the pours were oh, spot yeah. on. Oh, yeah. But, dude. Tell me your, your initial impressions of Pigeon Hill. Well, first of all, I haven't been to Muskegon in a long time. Right. So pulling up to it, I had to, because I kept saying to you guys, I'm like, where the fuck is this? It's not like, like the sign is sideways. Like it's another, like, like a, the Ghostbuster sign yeah, on the yeah, side yeah, of like the, yeah. you know, yep. the, yep. the fire department or whatever. But, um, so you can't really, it doesn't say that it's Pigeon Hill. It's just kind of there. And, and man, it's my initial thought, first of all, was just the area. I'm like, this is fucking cool. Mm. Very like. And that's not very it nice. sounds pretty bad to say that, but like Remind me of Midland. Something very like that. Clean, yeah, very, very, very crisp, nice, yes. crisp area. Yep. I mean, you're on the water, so it's, it's you know, it was definitely chilly because some guy decided to wear shorts today and that day too. <laughs> well, we got was, there it was what, thirty seven degrees? Yeah, like something like that. And fucking I'm, cool, bro. Well, we left here, it was like almost twenty degrees warmer, at least ten. And I'm like, it's gonna warm up today. It's been warm in Michigan. Well, nope. By the time we got about halfway there, I'm like, it's like thirty fucking degrees out again. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So yeah, it, it looks it's a beautiful building, um, brick. You walk in and it's I don't know what it is with breweries because the same thing with the brewery that we went to is Ellison in Lansing. Yep. Had the uh, uh it's like in a garage. There's like you could it's like a like you could pull into your oil or something like that. Right, right, right. And maybe it's because they want to open them up and get the fresh air oh, and go absolutely. outside. It's got absolutely. And maybe that that's cool. I I don't know. It's just there's it's a just, patio. I think there's a patio. Yeah, right there is. There. It's just an interesting aesthetic that they do that, but. Um, they, you know, it's, 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 it's a sweet setup. So, you know, and I mean, sweet by S U I T E. You can walk down through a hallway. Mm-hmm. There's your bathrooms. There's a pizza place right next door because mm-hmm. they don't serve food there. So you walk in and you look at, I mean, this place is fucking, it's crisp. It's nice. It's very nice. The Browns are very lovely. It's like yep. a, it's like a cherryish. uh, yeah. the it's oaky just, look. It's a nice like, vibe. A it's nice, a very chill vibe. nice, chill vibe. And, um, you know, we asked her, I'm like, hey, when, when you guys, cause I asked her, man, you were there. I'm like, when do you guys start getting busy? She's like, oh, not usually until later in the day and stuff like that, whatever. And probably wasn't about an hour and she definitely started picking up. I mean, we're, we're in oh, there yeah. doing our thing, chilling for a little while. And she's, you know, she didn't care what we was doing at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then people started packing in, but man, like I, I tell you, like I, I, um, I've been to a, a good number of these breweries before. This one was just very pristine yep it's very in a nice. lot of ways to say it uh, randomly a friend of mine that lives in chicago was just in michigan and happened to stop in while we we're there out of nowhere that was random as fuck too because i can't go anywhere without knowing somebody but cuddles just asked did they have miller light on tap uh we had some poor soul go we had someone else ask grace because tone was curious if they had miller light and grace no. beat the shit out of the guy and threw him out so yeah yeah no no, no we wouldn't do that i mean that no i didn't maybe you didn't hear the part of where it was this crisp clean and pristine this wasn't <laughs> we weren't at like a nascar rally bro pay attention cuddles and cuddles also asked who got the first cream pie i am always in there getting the first cream pie correct yeah he definitely was uh but yeah the we definitely at least the two of us i think got cream pies right away oh yeah that's, that what we got immediately. that's the first i was like when we get here i gotta get a yeah cream we pie were out like, and, and we read it was nitro like whoa yeah very very smooth very very good uh 
Half-Ass is in the chat. What's going on, dude? Uh, Half-Ass, he was there as well. Uh, we had a great time with him. It was a good drive up, good drive back from what I remember. Uh, I passed out pretty quickly on, on the, the way, way home. home. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Man, but, I mean, th- part of it was because of all the beer we drank. But also the other Heavy half beer. of the sleep was oh, the food we ate. You got the meat naps after you had the meat sweats, which right away after you were done, half-ass is like, oh, my God, are you going to be okay? He's like, you got the meat sweats. I sweat. had the meat sweats going. Oh, it dude, was, it was hilarious. It was really bad. But yeah. it was for, for a good cause, and I, and I enjoyed doing it to myself because uh, we ordered – because, like as Tone mentioned, at um, Pigeon Hill, they don't have a um, – they don't have a grill. And so – but they let you bring food in, and they like they do like snacks and stuff. Yeah, they, they do snacks. like they got stuff to get they do like little, if you're there to drink. Yeah, like small variants of like a charcuterie board. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Got things Jesus. like that. But right down the road is Doctor Rolf's Barbecue, and we took we perused the menu before we went down. We we're like, you know, we gotta we should order some from this place, and boy, did we! I think I think at the end of the day, when I, I added the price, we spent a hundred and thirty five, one hundred and forty five dollars at Doctor Rolf's. That's what we spent. About each, right? Collectively. That's what we all, yeah, that's what we all spent together. Um, oh, how much? $147. Yeah, that's about right. We ordered a ton of fucking food, and it was glorious. Being able to, seriously, you could walk. It was, what, maybe 50 yards down from Pigeon Hill? That's a pretty good, yeah. probably, that's probably, yeah. 50, 50 yards, yards, walk. Yeah. You ordered on the phone. You ordered on your app. Order what you want to pick up. Walk down, bring it back, sit down at your table, and eat. You can seriously feast and drink all day at this place. God. And it was it was fucking amazing, you guys. It was it was so good. We'll have more in the video. You can watch it on Friday. Uh, we talk about what we're drinking, talk about the stuff that we eat. You get a lot of photos of the drinks, a lot of photos of the food. And um, every time, you know, Freezy mentioned in the chat, you know, those those uh, those uh, burnt ends looked amazing. They were amazing. Best burnt ends I've ever had. Because that, that eat- Listen, burnt ends, if you're familiar going to a barbecue spot, are usually limited. It's a yep. first-come, first-served basis. They don't always have them. They're awesome typically, but rarely are they this level. Like, this was a next-level kind of. Yeah, they were really, really good. Overall, it was, it was an incredible experience. Uh, big shout-out to uh, Pigeon Hill Brewing for letting us uh, showcase the backdrop for tonight's show. We asked them, and we're like, hey, look, can we throw this up? We want to show everybody where the hell we were at and it was an amazing experience uh the 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 staff was great the food from dr rolls barbecue down the road was amazing uh when you check out the video on friday we'll have links to both places so Mm -hmm. you can take a look at their menus uh and and everything about them just it's if you're in muskegon or if you're near muskegon or if you've never been there go there it's a one-two punch you can't it's it's really hard to beat it's really hard to beat pigeon hill brewing Matching with Dr. Rose Barbecue, and it's it's fucking worth the trip, you guys. It's it, absolutely worth the trip. To continue that shout out again, thank you for the patronage that they were. You know, they, I mean, honestly, the the girls there were so kind to us. Yeah, they were amazing. They were, they were, you know, they didn't they weren't even freaked out by what we were doing. I mean, that can be kind of weird for folks. Yeah, we're but, walking around cameras, taking yeah, pictures, yeah, taking of pictures stuff, of stuff. And, but, and then to, again to Dr. Rolf's route too for letting you explore a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I get to walk around, take a look at their smokers in the back. Yeah, they were and, cool with that. They yeah, were they were really, really down cool. with they that. Were, so. They were awesome. And like I said, it's you watch them make the food right in front of you. They're cutting it up, and there's a huge brisket sitting right on the table behind the glass. You're just like. I don't want to leave here, bro. I'd fight somebody just to fucking lick that brisket. Uh, it was the, the food was amazing, and you guys will see that in the video that'll be up Friday morning at nine a.m. on our YouTube channel, uh, mm-hmm. Banter and Babble. Check it out there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great weekend overall, man. It was a really good trip. And a trip. A shout out to to Half Ass Beer Review for, uh, for 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 letting us uh, work together and collaborating on this. It was a lot of fun, and we look forward to doing it again. It's it's a blast. Yeah. It really was a blast. Yes, it was. It was. And honestly, you can't have you know. 
the three of us uh, definitely had a good time. We listened to some Tom Segura out there. Yes. Two and a half hour drive didn't feel too bad. Honestly, either way, it was a good conversation uh, besides you passing out. But, yeah, it was good <laughs> stuff, man. Like, there's nothing better. It's been a while. You know, we're all getting all vaccinated up and we're able to do things like that. It's very nice. Before we get on to what we're drinking, we are doing a giveaway tonight. Oh. So if you're in the chat, well, well, we, we are doing a giveaway. The uh, standard issued $20 gift card on the system of your choice, PlayStation, Xbox, or eShop. U.S. only. It's only for the U.S. If you're over across the pond, I love you. We appreciate your support, but you're going to get a $20 U.S. code you're not going to be able to use, especially if it's PlayStation. I think Xbox is region-free. I think you're okay there. Maybe eShop. But if it's PSN, you're going to get a U.S. code, and I don't care if you can use it or not. You know the rules. I mean, there is no rules. I'm just saying, if you want to win, you know, whatever. Yeah, sorry. It's not my fault Sony is, like, super strict about that shit. But. The giveaway begins now. In one hour, we'll select a winner. Winner. Exclamation point enter, and you have to be here to claim it. Exclamation point claim once we have a winner. So, Tone, yeah, what the hell are we drinking tonight? Because well, this is fucking good. I found this randomly out of nowhere. Uh, half-ass, I don't know if you've uh, found this or had this or what, but maybe you have, and I'm not keeping up very well, but Shorts Brew Peachy Yum Yum, an American... Oh. Sour ale with peach and pomegranate, eight point. Got a kick. It's fucking and it's awesome. It's got a kick with the ABV, but it's also got a kick with that sour. I mean, it is real. It hits you quick, but it's but it's got that nice peach follow up, dude. There's there's and you know you know as the 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 one true God said in Face Off, I, I could eat, eat a peach, peach for hours. hours. I could eat a peach for hours. Um, really, really good. Really digging this. And yeah. then as a compliment, Old Faithful. Oh, one of the Old Faithfuls. This is, is on the favorite. You can check my untapped out. This is on that list. Line and Kugel's Barry Weiss. It's one of the best flavored fucking beers around and will always be. So It's pretty damn tasty. So that's what we're drinking on tonight. If you're drinking tonight, let us know what you're drinking. Love to hear about it. Uh, Tone, what you. else? Is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh, merch. Hey. Hey. We talked about it last week. Talk about it again this week. If you want to support the B&B brand, uh, I think it's ex- – oh, I forgot the damn – I forgot the thing. I oh, think this is embarrassing. This I'll go ahead and dad figure I'm it out. I'm pretty sure it's this. Head on over to the Banter and Babble uh, shop. Uh, we got some swag. And by, by, by swag, I mean a T-shirt and a mug. T-shirt and a mug. And Woo! you can choose. Grab a mug for your coffee and whiskey or whatever you drink in the morning. Or nice T-shirt. Uh, Anhouse, I'm drinking water, intermittent fasting. Uh, Anhouse, that sounds so lame. How about you intermittent later? It doesn't have to be right now. You can <laughs> intermittent later. Wow. I'm just I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Right. You don't have to do it right now, bro. Okay? It's it's what? It's 9, 9, 9, 9.18 at night? I don't think intermittent fasting is, is a nighttime thing. I think it's a daytime while you're at work. Yeah, have you a nice granola bar or something? Sit down. Yeah, have a nice granola bar and a couple of shots of uh, peanut butter whiskey. Ooh. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for. Oh, did I tell you who liked one of our tweets? I talked about peanut butter whiskey and, and, and peanut butter or screwball started up a Twitter account and they liked our tweet. Screwball did. Screwball did, yes. Screwball peanut hey, butter screwball, whiskey. Screwball, if you're out there listening, uh, we would like you to promote the show and send us they won't. this of uh, that screwball goodness because I'll drink that all day. Which we'll have to pay for. Awesome. All right. Uh, I think we touched on the merch. We touched on Pigeon Hill. We touched on Dr. Rawls. We touched on the drinks. We That's touched it. On the giveaway. That's yeah, it. Later. Good night. Have Next a good week, one. guys. Have a great night. Bye. Um, because uh, we really haven't been playing a whole lot, so that's irrelevant. Not right now, but, but come Friday. 
We're going to have a lot to play, and we got a lot to talk about. It's going to be the first topic of the evening. we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about tonight. Uh, stick around. There's going to be the big conversation towards the end of the show. It's going to be a hot conversation. <laughs> I'm going to get warm. It's going to get hot in here. But yeah, first up, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. move on to the first topic. We have a new game dropping this Friday uh, from developer Housemark Games titled Returnal. We've been putting out breadcrumbs on this for quite a while. I, I, I'll, I'll be one of the first ones to say I've been on this pretty hard since that E3 drop. Yeah. yeah. This, this, this game has – it's been a kind of a, a tough road to get people hyped for it because Housemark obviously isn't up there with the Naughty right. Dogs and the Sony Santa Monica's and the Gorilla Games and all that shit. But they're a, a, a tried-and-true developer that a lot of hardcore PlayStation fans are familiar with because of the arcade games they've created over the years. Superstar SHD, Resogun, Next Machina, I mean, these Matterfall. They've made some amazing arcade-style games on previous, previous PlayStation platforms, PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Uh, so everyone is uh, – hardcore fans understand who Housemark is, but – there's been a lot of like trepidation a little bit. Like people weren't like ready to quite jump in on it yet because like, oh, is this gonna be any good? I mean, Housemark normally does these smaller games, they're doing this huge game now. Is it gonna be good? Sounds like it's pretty good. I mean, it really sounds like it's good. Uh we had a handful of previews from influencers and some from some major sites speaking very highly of this game. And uh, a lot of it is a testament to Housemark's ability to create explosive, uh, chaotic combat. That is taut and thrilling, and they found a way to, uh, you know, inject it into a third-person sci-fi roguelike uh, psychological horror game, which is like right up our alley. Uh, yep, super dope. And today, PlayStation released the launch trailer for Returnal. Let's take a look at it. Man, okay, well, that pretty much just sums up my. why I'm buying this game. I mean, it looked amazing. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this this trailer was was wild, but again, it's it's a lot of the excitement that we've been getting uh, from the 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 previews that have go- that started dropping early last week, and they've kind of just carried over. Now we can expect reviews for this to drop tomorrow at some point. I believe it's 9 a.m. Eastern time. It could be 9 a.m. Pacific time, mm-hmm. but I know it's sometime tomorrow. Uh, the reviews for Returnal will start to drop. Um, but to sum it up, Returnal, is, players control Celine. That's the protagonist we saw in the trailer. A space pilot equipped with a suit and armed with high-tech weapons who is stranded on the alien planet Atropos and stuck in a time loop. After every death, Celine is resurrected, following a pattern of traversing across foreign environments and combating extraterrestrial ent- entities with growing visions in an ever-changing world. So does that mean also that the areas you're going into are randomized, or are you just try- is it always the same, you're just trying to get farther? I'm assuming there's going to be some procedural regeneration here. Uh, how much there is, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on it, but I'm assuming right. some, yeah, randomized to an extent, but there's going to be areas that uh, it's going to be very Metroidvania-like. There's going to be certain areas that you can't access I until know. you get new uh, skills and whatnot. So that's pretty dope. Uh, so it's like a better version of Dead Cells. Yeah, it's roguelike. So as you die, you learn from what you from when you die. You and then you also earn abilities. You earn uh, points to rank up. So it's a game that you're going to die a lot, but that's the point of learning from it. And and I mean, based on this gameplay, this the thing that that that's always been like super appealing to me when it comes to this dude is you take that housemark trademark high octane action. Like everything, the explosions, the particle effects, shit flying around on screen, and you inject it into a third-person shooter, and this game just looks wild, man. This this is a game that's going to look fucking bonkers on an HDR display. 
4K HDR with the lights off, everything going on on screen. This game looks incredibly beautiful in motion. You know, when we first started uh, seeing, like, some gameplay trailers earlier on, there was some slowdown here there. This seems to be ironed out now. This seems to be running very, very good, especially with the latest, uh, the latest gameplay demo. Um, this this looks great, dude. I mean, what, what, what's your take from the trailer and what we've seen from the gameplay so far and everything that people are saying? I mean, I know the one thing I want to mention to you, too, is a lot of the praise for this is um, how that the sci-fi setting channels things such as Aliens, Prometheus, Stranger Things, and a whole lot of Lovecraftian horror. Yeah, and that that's all you need to say, and that's all I'm, yeah, you should know already. You should know already. Listen, as soon as we saw this, was it this last E3 or the E3 before? I think it was the, the last E3. Yeah, and yeah, it was this last E3. Well, it was there, a PS5 announcement. It was an announcement, so it was... Yeah, but there was like a lot of like... There was actually a lot of sci-fi in that E3 announcement, and this was mm-hmm. one of them, and this was one of them. Instantly, I was like, what the fuck am I seeing here? Like, a lot of those, those, uh, those, those things that you mentioned when it comes to the aliens and stuff like that, a lot of those folks, a lot of those directors, and we've kind of touched on this before... They admittedly out loud say they take inspiration from Lovecraft. Yep. This takes clearly inspiration from Lovecraft. The enemies all look very Lovecraftian, very tentacly and yep. crazy and wildly in nature. But, you know, um, when I came over today and I told you out of nowhere and it was before you, I'd even saw or read that, I said, I get Metroid vibes out of this. And yep. you were like, that's kind of weird to say this because this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's fucking wild. Because I look at it like Samus crashes, uh, you know, sometimes or ends up on a planet or whatever. Right, it's just right. newer things. And you can't get to certain spots unless, you know, Samus is doing her thing or finding a new uh, piece of equipment. And that's that similarity there with this. So, um, and I'm all over that. I love Metroidvania styles, especially if it's very Metroid-like in that sense. And, I mean, just just looking at this, this third person, like, you know, Tricky said something about it being like control earlier. Um, and, and while I definitely take issue with a lot of control stories, which made it, the, the combat for the most part was pretty fun i don't think it was super fluid but this mm-hmm. looks very fluid i could be wrong oh, on yeah. that until we see it but there's way more things going on on a faster pace level than like something the control was doing sure so it definitely i it's definitely got to be fast and fluid we can't have that slow down because i mean you're looking at like the amount of things that are coming at you at different angles and stuff like that that's oh, some of these bosses are just spewing right. tons of shit at you yeah, and, yeah. and i'm playing like somebody who's playing like near automata right now and haven't really experienced bosses like that in quite a while because mm-hmm. of the just by nature the games i've been playing mm-hmm. that have sticks like this is gonna come out the floor at you you gotta time this jump here because here comes my third attack and stuff like that i get that vibe from this as well too and I, i'm excited for that because it really kind of keeps you on the edge. It's also got potential for rage. Don't get me wrong, but dying. Oh, there's gonna be rage. There's, there's gonna be a lot of rage. You know. You know, Brian mentioned this is bullet hell, and a lot of the previewers, the people going hands on, saying this is a difficult mm-hmm. game. This will get more and more difficult. But that's roguelike for you. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. it is. You you die and you learn. You upgrade your abilities. Come back. And you get better and you're you're more capable in certain situations. So, uh, yeah, dude, this this just looks absolutely just fucking bonkers. Yeah. And like I said, to be yeah. able to sit there. And t- and this is a big step for Housemark. I mean, it really is. This is they've done a lot of arcade games that were really really well done. Some of them not huge sellers, uh, and that's part of the reason why they kind of moved over to like a battle royale on PC for a while. That didn't take off. It didn't do very well. And so now here they are making this huge PlayStation Five exclusive. There's a lot of weight on their shoulders. A lot of pressure on them to deliver. But like I said, man, based on what we're hearing from these previews and knowing their 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 pedigree for delivering just incredible gameplay performances and incredible gameplay experiences and injecting that into a third person sci-fi psychological horror game holy fuck yes lot to be excited about there's a lot to be excited about now the only thing that i think it remains to be seen and i think this is going to be the real test for house mark is 
we know that they're the masters of fluid gameplay. Now we're going to find out how they are with narrative because obviously this is there's some there's a lot of story elements here. This is a narrative driven game. I mean gameplay is there, but there is a narrative here. Now whether or not they have the deft hand to uh, write up a story that can complement the gameplay remains to be seen. Uh, I hope to God it is because they're touching on a lot of themes and, and they're obviously again we've talked about how they're, they're, it borrows heavily some of the themes from like Prometheus and and Stranger Things. There's a lot going on here with these trailers. I they I hope they can stick the landing right. with the narrative. That's going to be the biggest test for Housemark. Do they have the writing? Do they have the deft hand to create mm-hmm. a very good narrative to complement that gameplay? Well, I mean, it can't be any worse than something like Control. So I mean, at oh, that point, when it comes to narrative, you know that uh, it's. Oh man, Brian um, out here just dropping. Of, yeah. Look at Brian says, I don't know why, but this makes me want a PS5 Helldiver sequel with the same degree of production, bruh. Did you ever play Helldivers? Oh, I dabbled in Helldivers. That's a very underrated title. Helldivers no was fucking incredible. Yep, yep. Helldivers was awesome. It was also on Vita and PS4, and you could cross-play and all that jazz. Helldivers was absolutely amazing. Huge fan of Helldivers. But, no, I had this pre-ordered. I got the deluxe version. I want the soundtrack. I already know the soundtrack's going to be fucking nuts. I already know it's going to be wild because of the soundtrack with Resogun. Just amazing music. I mean, look at this shit that's going on on screen. Dude, look at this. It, it just looks fucking awesome. Woo! This is going to be hot. And we'll be streaming this on uh, Friday night. I think you're streaming it as well. We might do a joint yeah, stream, uh, talk yeah, about I'm it a little bit as we're playing out, it. Yeah. Really looking forward to playing that. This comes out this Friday. PlayStation 5. Reviews drop tomorrow. Be really curious to see what they have to say. But at the end of the day, I'm all about it. It's Housemark. I love Housemark. They've never let me down. I will be there day one Friday to play this game. And you mentioned particles, and that is the whole point with a lot of the SDD drive on playstation 5 because when you think about games like resogun mm-hmm. even in their 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 like uh lane yep they're fucking gorgeous games oh i mean they're beautiful games really beautiful games Friday. no this is not on pc it's a playstation 5 exclusive and uh this is gonna be dope can't wait to play it we'll check it out on friday and we'll talk about it next week uh for sure but tone yeah let's move on all right I, to the can. first tv topic i talk a little bit about invincible Okay, I'm ready. Now, last week's episode was not my favorite. It was, it was not, not. It was not no. my favorite episode. I felt it was a step back from what we'd seen in four and the five. La- the prior to last week's, right? Yes, prior to last okay, week's. Yeah, six. Yep. Yeah, six. Episode six. Okay, just to be clear. So this latest episode turns the focus right back to Nolan's story and everything that he's been going through. Uh, it's the best story arc. Obviously, it's the main story arc, and it's the most like well thought out one. It's the is most it the main interesting story arc, one. though. When you think about it, I mean, I guess finding out why he's doing what he's doing that's probably going to be the main story arc at some point. That's really stupid. Um, but uh, no, this this is uh, the way they explored this, and they got back into it, and they spent most of their time with it. Uh, we're starting to see Nolan, the most powerful man on the planet, possibly in the universe, kind of getting boxed into a corner. He's getting boxed into a corner. You know, people are starting to figure out what's going on. His wife already knows what's up. Uh, now he's at the point where people are starting to discover uh, what, what's going on with him, and we're at a boiling point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of good action in this episode. Uh, it was super violent. There were some great scenes, especially when uh, Nolan went back to his house and Cecil's goon squad was there, and he fucked everybody up. But, uh, Tone, I want to get your thoughts on episode seven. This was this was hype, dude. This was, this was action-packed. Yeah, like, it started out kind of, like, normal uh, with the episodes. Like, I feel like, and we've talked about this before, it, it, it sometimes 
has a hard time get, getting going like with the story like it's been kind of all over like where's the central theme etc etc mm-hmm. like you said Nolan is a big you know he's a big piece of the story yep. you know and you want more of that because it starts out the first episode it's all about that and then it's right. like well since it's named Invincible we're going to focus more on him and then yeah, you don't go back even, to Mark yeah. but you barely do that though sometimes as well too um, and then we're going to get to Ant House I know you want to get to this here in a moment I'm, I'm excited to let you do this a little bit too um, he's, he's got some thoughts on one of the characters uh, this episode is great because there's a lot does, does of. Does House want to call in? There's there's a lot of he could if he'd like. House, do you want to call in? Sorry, I'll, I'll let you go. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll let him answer. Go ahead, continue. No, yeah. So, um, yeah, the action was fantastic. Everything's kind of coming to a head. They're figuring out that Omni Man isn't doing what he should be doing. Isn't the guy he says he is, mm-hmm. and it's spreading. Well, some of the people already know. They've been kind of watching, and the the catalyst here is going to be like what happened. What's going to happen when Mark finds out? And they've already. Clearly, Cecil wants that to be. Oh, he that, really that's because he, happen, yep. you know, and, and you knew when she asked or he asked, and that whole thing scenario was going. You're like, oh god, I can already see this coming, right? <laughs> um, but the fight scene that happens when they're trying to take him out, the things they're doing was really fucking cool. Like they go, they they pull out all the stops for this shit. They try to stop Nolan with with, with like everything, and it's pretty fucking gnarly. I, they basically brought in what the Hammer of Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good way. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, the Hammer of Dawn. Like, oh, that's a Hammer. And he like okay. he like, and they're like, well, that's four billion dollars for a nosebleed. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, it was a great episode. It was super action packed. I knew um, you were probably really excited for the Lovecraftian kaiju. Yes, the the kaiju thing that he's fighting that he had fought apparently before was. Fucking cool, but yeah. End of the day, um, I'm still enjoying the the series. Uh, still no Kirkland bullshit yet, but um, yeah, one episode left. He has one he episode could totally, left to fuck it up. Maybe Shane will come back. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> so yeah. If you're not watching it, you really need to watch it. It's it's a really fun show. Even in a bad episode, there's it's still better than some other shows that are out there. So yeah. No, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. It's been really interesting. You know, we got to see a little bit more of what's going on with Robot, which I thought was interesting. Oh yeah, um, Jesus! I was so focused on the yeah, yeah. that shit was that shit's actually really fucking cool too. Yeah, that was actually really, really interesting. Cool. Um, expl- you know, kind of get an idea of what Robot's up to yeah. and why he's doing what he's doing. And I thought that was interesting, especially with uh, Monster Girl uh, and, and whatnot. Robot so, wants um, to do the kissings. It was really, really good. But uh, here's what Anhouse is saying. He goes, I wanted to touch on his B of a girlfriend who was pissed at him for leaving during the android attack when she already knew he was invincible. That's a great point because there's Told a scene. Told you he had something. There's a scene, unless Anhouse wants to call in, but that's that's he's talking about a scene where um, like they get back and is it, her name's Amber, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get back from their trip. She's pissed at, at, at Mark because, you know, he basically disappeared during the fight with uh, with Rick. And so he's trying to apologize, he's trying to apologize. Finally, he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to tell her I'm, I'm invincible. She goes upstairs, and he's in there, and he's wearing his, he's got his mask, and he takes it off, he's like, I'm invincible. And she goes, I already knew it was, I already knew you've been invincible, but I've known her for weeks. But that was a case. Why are you fucking pissed at him for, for taking off and then coming back to fight? You know, if, if you knew that was him fighting, because this was a couple days ago, Couple days ago, not yeah. weeks, like a day ago, and she's pissed and was like, "Wait a minute! If you knew I was fucking invincible, why are you mad at me for saving everybody?" It's unnecessary fucking drama. Like, why in the fuck would a character who figured that out be mm-hmm. so mad all the time? What because this person's not telling you the secret identity because you know that's he's trying to protect you? Well, no shit, because like that's the whole thing about it. Like, and I get that they're teenagers or whatever to some degree with that. Like, all right, they don't understand emotion. Well. You, like, come on. I don't always need CW drama in my fucking shit, right? 
Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, who, who even would think like that? Like, you knew he's disappearing. He, in front of you, disappeared to save his friends or fight to save you. Right. And what he didn't tell you or... I, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's a stupid fucking plot hole, and that, that is very Kirkland. I was going to say, do you think that... I mean, uh, does that is that character selfish, or is that just bad writing on Kirkland, on, on the writer's part? I don't... I really don't fucking know at this point. I, I think it's... I think you got to chalk it up for selfish, because it's just that obvious once you Yeah, think like, it's it. kind of like, who, who the fuck, like, who's going to sit there and go, like, well... Oh yeah, I totally understand. Like you didn't want to talk about. It. No, no. Everybody should be like, "Oh yeah, dude, you're fucking saving things around the world. Awesome." If I'm Amber and I know he's invincible, and after he kills Rick or kills that uh, robot to save Rick and, and Mike and, and and her, I'm fucking his brains out the entire weekend. Are we? Are we? Are we? Tra- are we trapped in this perspective because we're dudes? Is that what we're running into right now? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just, dude. I'm. I'm. It's an honest question because, like, I feel like. And I listen. I know it's it's a it's a cartoon, it's a comic book, or whatever, and you got to have some drama. But like sometimes these illogical things are very off putting to me. I call it CW drama. That's why I have a hard time watching like Arrow after like the third season or The Flash after the second. Right. Like you set it up so well and everybody's so straight and narrow, and then all of a sudden you come up with like, well, you disappeared. You could have told me. I knew you. You know, like what? The Fuck, man. Like, man. so stupid. When Anhouse brought that up, I was like, dude, I, I honestly didn't even think about that. And that makes a whole lot of sense. Dude, I'd be taking a shot in the back of the mouth for this guy if I knew he's saving me and he's not telling people who he is because he's trying to protect me. Like, who acts like that? No. Who would act like who That's honestly really would act like that? That kind of, that kind of like gives you a different perspective on the, on the show. And again, I don't know. On the character, if this, at least. Yeah, on the character. I just don't know if this is more of a. A, just bad writing that, or like an oversight when they were writing out this stuff. Right, Cherry. See, there's a lady's perspective right there. Cherry says she's supposed to be his number one and tell her everything. Insert sarcasm. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe Amber didn't see Spider-Man and didn't understand why, you know, Peter didn't want to tell Mary Jane the whole time because, you know, people will kill you. Yeah. Uh, he didn't even tell his best friend, right? Why would he tell her they'd be dating for like five months? I mean, yeah, five months is still, uh, you know, you still kind of get a feel for one another, right? Copping a feel. Copping a feel. Wow, you're a fucking pervert, dude. What? Oh. Anyways, nice overall, though, up. awesome. Uh, despite that minor gaffe in But it's logic, a good bring up Aunt House mentioned. Dude, and it's I, incredible. It's, 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 it's well thought I was, out. I, I mean, I noticed it. I'm like, I thought that was annoying, but, like, he kind of, like, put it right in front of my face. And I'm like, hey, dude, we got something to talk about. Hopefully Aunt House is here. So. Yeah, that's that's a really, really interesting perspective. And it kind of, like you said, it makes that character seem a little bit out of, you know, out of line, a little, yeah. little shallow. Cut it out. Get that character out of there. We don't care don't anymore. Know, she, she, but it's Zazzy Beats, so you can't really just cut her out. I mean, I'd be like, you know, it's okay. I forgive you. All right, fair You're enough. hot, so it's, it's totally fine. But overall, awesome episode. The new, the final episode of the season drops on. I think you said they come out on Thursday. They've nights? been coming out on Thursday. They say Friday, but I catch them like Thursday nights at like seven or eight o'clock in the evening. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, episode eight, the season finale of Invincible will be up on Amazon Prime. We'll be watching it. We'll be talking about it next week. Hopefully, it delivers. Hopefully, Pay Kirkland off. doesn't do a Kirkland. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next topic. Crash. <laughs> Let's talk. Gambit, by the way, El Blanco. The series finale. Holy shit. Of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Fuck you, dude. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Let's talk about it, John. I want to get your thoughts. I'm going to throw you, I'm going to put the light on you. Overall thoughts on the series finale. I mean, this, this is wrapped up. We're done. On the season finale or the series? Series finale. 
Or no, season finale. Season finale. That's Just on doing. this episode. Not on this, this episode first. And then we can talk. Okay. Yes. So, it wasn't great. It was okay. It was good. It wasn't bad. It just definitely, the pacing of it was off. It should have had two episodes. I'm, I think we kind of agreed on that yeah, part at the very yeah, least. Yeah. Um, I don't, listen, I don't need a lot of action in these movies all the time. Like, that's an added bonus. Don't get me wrong. I love action and get hype about it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of spoiled us with it, though. So the expectation's kind of there. Yeah, for sure. However, a lot of times, the, the, the especially in this series, the dialogue and the story has been so well. Like, that stuff don't matter as much. Right. The, 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 I, I like how it seems like the action's t- kind of taken backseat to the, the storytelling. That said, this just definitely didn't match up with no. the rest of it. And now, l- listen, I knew when when uh, he brought the the Bucky brought the case to uh, you know uh, Captain mm-hmm. Cap that it was definitely going to be his newer suit. And I was hoping, beyond all my hopes, that it looked more like this because this is closer to comic accurate look. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's really close. It's a good kind of like vibe with some of the MCU and stuff. I mean, down to the white, everything. This looks fucking awesome. He when he popped in, I was like, I was cheering for that. Like, it didn't have to be a fight for him to win. I was cheering just because he looked fucking fucking slick as shit. Right. Um. But no, honestly, the, the episode really kind of was underwhelming for me. I felt like there was a lot of anticlimactic uh tie offs to mm-hmm. a lot of the the storylines. Um. I wanted more, especially when it came to uh Agent Thirteen, aka uh um Carter. Not Sharon. Uh, yeah, Sharon. Is it Sharon? Yeah, yep. Sharon. I'm sure. uh, Peggy. Peggy. No, I'm Sharon. Uh, I, I felt like like it was kind of obvious that she was going to be who she was, and I felt like that was kind of underwhelming because I felt like if you want to make things impactful, have it be like, oh, well, it's not me, but bah! And, and that to me is more impactful than just being like, it was me all along. <laughs> like, it wasn't a big secret. They were hinting to it, and you could kind of tell early on. They they laid so much groundwork. Like, if they wouldn't have laid the crumbs out for you earlier, I think it would have been more impactful that she was. Sure. But it, they didn't. They just kind of like almost give you a freebie. Um, things that happened with John Walker was not enough. But he, I mean, I think he looked really cool. Like, I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, not to keep you know beating a, a dead horse with a, with a stick here. Listen, this the series was awesome. This episode wasn't. It was good, but it just we needed more. Like it was very, very much a letdown. Like it, it, they, it needed another episode. Yeah, it did. I really enjoyed. There's a big speech in it. I really enjoyed that. However, I felt like it moved on too long and it ruined the pacing of everything. It could have been a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great point, great message. It's a fantastic message, but just the longevity of it, I think, kind of you know, almost took you out because you're like. Damn, is he is he still going? Like, what's going on here? Right. Um, and there were some campy things in the episode too. And the big one that comes out is when he's bringing um Harley down, and and the spotlight's on him. He's got the wings out, and he looks like looks like an X Men cover with like Angel, like Warren Worthington the Third coming down. Like, <laughs> I thought that was really fucking dumb. But uh, for the most part, again, uh, I love I love that Mackie is Captain America. I love yeah. this look. It's fantastic. I'm so excited because now we're hearing rumors about Captain America four and him being Cap. Fucking sweet. Fuck yeah, give me more because the action that they did have in this episode was very was very intuitive too. So, uh, Crash says I always thought Cap suit was going to be a tough suit to bring into live action, but they knocked it out of the yeah. park with Sam's suit. Absolutely. Oh, I thought he looked really really good, and, and, and like you said, man, I felt like 
Sam's story arc here was really, really good. I think they closed it off good. You know, he did give an excellent speech. I'm glad that he's taken up the mantle as Captain America, and he kind of explains why he's doing it. And and I dug all of it. I thought his everything with with Sam was was phenomenal. It was really, really good as it should be, and I felt they handled it correctly. It's just everything else around it was was really underwhelming and kind of subpar compared to the story, you know the way they approached each character in previous episodes. Carly's storyline was super interesting earlier on, mm-hmm. pieced out in a quick way and just kind of like, oh, that's the end of her. Okay. Uh, but the most disappointing thing was for me was for Bucky um, and the way they handled his scene with uh, Mr. I think it was Nakajima, uh, the old the gentleman whose son he killed, who um, um, Bucky killed back in the day or whatever. And he finally goes to him to, you know, atone for that and, and you know, tell Mr. I killed your son. And it just was handled in such a rushed way. Uh, you've had previous scenes in the season where Sebastian Stan is just showcasing, showcasing some serious acting chops. And this is just breezed over so quickly, what should have been a very mm-hmm. impactful scene. And it was just, man, I, I, I really wanted something better for closure for Bucky. Uh, especially because they built it up at the beginning of the season. That was the first episode. This was going to be the tough one for him to to admit to and apologize for, and it was just handled so – it was just so quick. I was just like, fuck, yeah, dude. It, it wasn't engaging. No, it wasn't at all. Like, it's just – you know, Sebastian said he did what he could with the scene, but obviously he wasn't given much at all to really Shame. bring that – tie up that, that storyline in a meaningful way. It was just – it was a really bizarre way they handled it. And they did a lot of that stuff. You know, the John Walker stuff was kind of felt rushed. Kind of rushed. He showed up. He's yeah. like, oh, here, I'm going to fight with you guys. And I was like, what the fuck was going on, dude? You know, it was just and, – and you mentioned it. This could have benefited from a seventh episode. I mean, the way they handled so many of the themes in the previous episodes, they took their time. And that's what people were bitching about. Oh, not enough action. Not enough action. There's too much talky-talky. That was the strength of those episodes was, was the dialogue and the stories. You know, and then you get to this one, it was just like, fuck, they're just breezing through stuff to wrap it up in episode six. I was like, come on. Well, dude. even the action was cool and intuitive when he was dealing with the helicopter shit. But, like, outside of, like, fight scenes, like somebody mentioned out there, I think Anhouse said it, like, kind of wanted him and John Walker to go toe-to-toe. I kind of did, too. Yeah. I kind of expected or thought that was going to happen, and that didn't. I was kind of like, really, that's interesting. But that's, that's fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not creating it. But, like, I kind of wanted more from that. And, 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 and. Yeah, the biggest disappointment in all this, and you're 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 absolutely right, and I agree a thousand percent, was that Winter Soldier his payoff wasn't as good, yeah. and and like you at the end it switches to Captain America and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. when if they'd explored it more, it should have said Captain America and Bucky, right? Like I wanted that, and they did. He's not Winter Soldier anymore, right? 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 Like yeah, I know he's kind of like the sidekick in a way sure. to degree to this, but like. His story was really compelling. I mean, yeah. both of the stories were really compelling for super different reasons. But like, why wouldn't we give Bucky more payoff? Yeah, I like, mean, he's, really he's been a, a he's been an integral character for the Captain America story. He's been a huge part of it since fucking two thousand nine or two thousand eight, whenever Captain America uh, first Avenger came yeah. out. You know what I mean? It's, it's really bizarre. Oh. And Jay Hill said, uh, I like the episode. Should have been two episodes. Not as good as a couple earlier episodes. Isaiah Bradley's scene at the end had me in the field. So it was a great scene. Like I said, Isaiah Bradley, I don't, I, the actor's name escapes me. His his storyline was, was great. Oh, that was some of the best it. of the entire series. Oh, that series. was like, honestly. And that's where I fucking wanted that same type of care yeah. for this character and the arcs applied to Carly and, and, and Bucky. And we just didn't get that. Even John Walker was just like, fuck. 
this last episode, they nailed everything right with Captain America, but everything else was just like, eh. And that's where I feel like, yes, a second, one more episode. Would have been, thank you, Carl Lomley. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it was just, yeah, just a weird finish to, uh, and it wasn't, you know, at the end of the day, dude, I would say that WandaVision was much more of a spectacular ending than what we got here. Yeah. They, said, they did so much so well through the first five episodes of this to kind of just r- race to the finish line. I was like, damn it, you guys, you were so close. You were so Game close. Game of Thrones shit. Well, man, that's, that's a great comparison. This one episode is like this, the last season of Game of Thrones. Just kind of rushed through it's it. The last but episode, not right. nearly as careless though. The oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh total yeah, yeah. Fucking trash. Yeah, that that's like yeah, that's like an apple and an orange. They're both round at least, you know. But yeah, right at right. Even the after credits was whacked to me. Yeah, what was it? Was it just it was just Sharon on the phone? Yeah, she was walking out of the court thing and uh, doing She's a like, bit. We got yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I'm I'm an insider now, like right. which I guess if you're in that role, that, that makes sense. And I think some of us, I know Crash as well, too. I think we got some ideas under that. He, I know he does, but, um, you know, we'll see, right? Like, we don't know. Like, But, again, like, with Zemo and all that stuff, like, I was like, we kept talking about it. Like, I want to see Thunderbolt. Let's see Thunderbolt yeah, Ross in there. Did we even go to the raft? Yeah, we just, were in the raft. Yeah, we saw we Zemo. Yeah, he nope. just smiling like, well, I'm in a raft. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, That's yeah, all nope. we got. Like, they showed the raft outside and everything. But they didn't show anything else or anybody in there. Like, I mean, for Christ's sakes, in like the one the Spider Man movie, you got fucking uh 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 Scorpion walking by fucking uh Vulture and shit like that. Like he couldn't give us something, like mm-hmm. anything. Like MC is good for those payoffs, and that was kinda of, that was, even those were weak payoffs. Like Jay Hill says it's all good. Loki is going to be the best of the three. There's a lot of potential with Loki. Tom Hiddleston, like listen, all the both these last shows have been great. There's great acting, I think. They eat, they all have played off each other well. Well, Paul Paul Bettany's pretty hard to 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 beat, but he also is a one of two pair of characters. But Tom Hiddleston is a character just generally, anyways. He is a greater than life kind of guy. And uh, yeah, Loki's probably gonna get kind of wild. So <laughs> grab your butts. Anhouse says that wasn't there a jailbreak in the comics? Are you talking about um Baron Zemo? Well, well, with uh just generally how they're kind of. Thunderbolts got a hand in the raft and everything. That's, I mean, the Thunderbolts, you know, or whatever. Uh, he brings together a bunch of villains to be like, kind of like a Suicide Squad in a way, I guess. Crash says, "Just wait, we'll go back to the raft really soon. I think we'll go back in Black Widow." Uh, so there is some things with I know Madam Hydra that's supposed to link with Black Widow because Black supposed Widow's to, supposed, supposed to, yeah, to appear, yeah, right. or something. So we'll see. Yeah, you're probably right on that, Crash. We will definitely, hopefully, have some payoff in that. that that's getting cool. What's that? Black Widow, man, I'm excited about that one. I know. When is that? Is that July? I don't fucking know. It's a it's a J no, month. I want to say it's like at the end of the year. Is it the J month? It's June or July. June or July? I don't even know. Tom Hiddleston's Owen Wilson as Loki is the best thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Blanco's got the bits tonight. Wow. But uh, overall, series thoughts. Overall, I mean, I, I still love it. Like, listen, even a bad MCU movie, um, for what it's worth, is still better than a lot of the crap movies we've seen, um, like uh, Jujitsu. So, at the very <laughs> least, yes. I love the series. Um, I just wish the the they could have stuck the landing. So if I'm doing like a out of ten rating, I'm doing like an eight point five, maybe an eight point two five. Yeah, I'm gonna go. That, that sounds about right. Like I said, they they, they nailed a, a lot of, of themes that most MCU movies haven't touched on. You know, they really went into some territory that we're not uh, we're we're not too familiar with MCU going after, and they and I think they handled it masterfully in a lot of ways. Uh, especially some of those earlier episodes involving Isaiah Bradley. They did a lot of great things there. It was just the ending. I feel like, yeah, they, they rushed a little bit on some of the other character arcs. 
good character finish for um for Captain America. I, I love Anthony Mackie. I think he's going to be an amazing Captain America. Um, and and he did everything perfectly well in this entire series. It was just the writing kind of let everyone else down. Um, some of the, our story arcs because and, and it's not to take away from from the Captain America story because that's the most important part of it. But they had taken so much care with some of the other characters earlier on that it was felt like an injustice that how they they closed off their arcs in this series, especially Bucky, because it is still called you know Falcon and Winter Soldier, not just Hey Falcon. Oh yeah, and there's a guest appearance. Yeah, not like that. But um, if we had to say this, let me say this. So, Ooh. um, what would you say versus uh, and because and it's not fair to compare, but I still like doing this versus WandaVision. Which do you like more? I still liked this more. Okay, just because I'm look. I love WandaVision. I thought it was cool. It was cosmic. It had mm-hmm. all sorts of wild shit in it. I am a uh, an espionage spy mm-hmm. political thriller type of guy. I love those types of movies. And you know, uh, Winter Soldier is still one of the best like MCU movies in the entire bunch. Uh, and this one was, um, was, was reminiscent of that. They touched on a lot of great themes and it was a lot of fun and it was entertaining. Okay. It was action packed. And overall, I, I liked this one a lot better, even though WandaVision was still really, really good. Fair enough. Okay. That's good. Uh, one last thing, crash theory, since BW was supposed to come out first, I think we were supposed to get Zemo and the raft talking to Ross and Yelena Bolova. And getting recruited for Thunderbolts as the after credit scene for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but since Black Widow got delayed, they may have shifted. Okay, fair perspective. That's a good. That's a good, interesting thought process. And Crash coming through with uh, all that goodness. Uh, Anhouse says better closure for Bucky and what where his future was leading as the Winter Soldier. Bucky needed something and it was lacking big time. I think that's that. That's that's got to be agreed on everybody. So absolutely, Pikachu. What's going on, girl? Welcome, welcome. Where's my lunch? All right. Moving on to the next topic. Oh, what's the topic? We're going to talk about not the movie. Everyone wants to talk about a movie that we should talk about. Let's talk about Stowaway. (laughs) Yeah, look, it stars Tone, Daniel Day Kim, uh, Shamir Anderson, and myself. I'm I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Tony Collette over here. Amazing. That's Anna Kendrick, and she's really good in this, too. Yeah, she. uh, we had a small stint years ago we used to date. She never, ever... Ever. Right. Stowaway is available now on Netflix. It's directed by uh, Joe Penna. Uh, he, his, his other work is Arctic and Turning Point. Uh, and this stars Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, Shamir Anderson, and Tony Collette. And this basically is a story about a uh, mission to Mars. And they find out there's a guy uh, stowed away in the, in the compartment. He's been knocked out or something happened to him. And now... They have to figure out what the fuck are we gonna do with this dude because he's here for two hours, or for two years, but most of our oxygen, all of our supplies, is only meant for three people. Uh oh, <laughs> it's on Netflix, Pikachu. Um, Tone, I'm gonna go to you first on this because I think you uh, enjoyed this film. Yeah, I agree with Half Ass Beer Review. The sex scene was very awkward. The there sex was no sex scene. scene. I'm just kidding. Was, yes, there uh, was not one. L- uh, listen, I were, really went into it with a lot of high hopes. Um. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll start with this. I enjoyed it as well, Cuddles. I actually enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Um, is it something I'm going to watch again? More than likely not. Is it uh, groundbreaking? No. Um, is it bad? No. Uh, again, I enjoyed it. I was I was pretty glued to what was going on. Uh, anything space like this, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of painted in a corner when it comes to sci-fi sometimes. This, this movie, first of all, is gorgeous. Like, yeah. holy fuck. Graphically, this this movie is is gorgeous. Um, I love the premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, like it's a thriller, but I feel like we kind of missed on some of that. They really 
they really banked uh, when we were talking about this early on when they banked on the sci-fi thriller part of it mm-hmm. they 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 kind of whiff the ball on that just a little bit uh, and and i think that's that's for sure i i do say that uh i think everybody should watch it i think everybody might get a little bit more out of it separately mm-hmm. um i i definitely wanted more out of this movie and we just didn't get more which is unfortunate but um at the end of the day the movie definitely got me in a lot of the feels. It was it, it was an emotional roller coaster the entire time, at the very least. It did get me pretty consistently on that. And the ending, while pseudo predictable in some ways, I think, or things sure. you saw were coming, definitely, definitely kind of tugged at you. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I uh, kind of, I felt it. You felt it. So you hit the right notes, but like the substance in between was really lacking. Right. And, and that's unfortunate because I feel like this had a lot of potential. Um, but it just like, again, it just didn't fully deliver mm-hmm. again. Like I said, cuddles. I also enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, but that's it. That's it. That's Not so it. much. That's okay. Yeah. yeah it's about, uh, no, I agree with a lot of stuff that you said. First of all, you got to give a shout out to the solid performances. Whenever your movie has four people in a confined mm-hmm. space and that's it, it's dependent on their performances and, and for the, Absolutely. And, and honestly, everyone is great. Uh, especially Anna Kendrick and Daniel Day Kim. Um, everyone is at the top of their game, given the material that they're working with. Um, this movie kind of struck me as a balance between Gravity and The Martian. That analogy still blows my mind. That's perfect. That's 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 where I'm at with this movie, though I will say it doesn't quite have the character depth of The Martian. Ooh, it's such a good movie. And it definitely doesn't have the action thriller uh, or the thriller elements of gravity mm-hmm. so it's 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 not quite either of those even though it feels like both of those um one of the things that i feel like the show w- w- the focus on the survival element the human nature to survive i felt like that stuff was really really good but because this is a sci-fi space thriller and your focus is more on the survival element not so much like the chaos of being in space um, I feel like it creates kind of a slower cooked movie. It takes a little while to get to the ending. Um, there is some natural tension here and there, but it's, you know, when you're focusing more on the survival elements, it's a little bit slower of a burn. But not not that it's a bad thing. Um, is it as good as Mars Attack? Uh, that's not fair. That's uh, I'll get back to you on that one. Don't put me on the spot that's like that. That's not fair. Um, but coming back to like the to the the human survival elements of it, I felt like this show was slightly let down uh, with the folk too much focus on these one way conversations. There was a lot of conversations, especially man when you have somebody like Tony Collette, who is we talked about this before the show. I have just a massive crush. She is an incredibly talented actress. She's amazing in everything she does. She's always fully committed. She's very very good. Got at range what she does. and her emotions. A ton of range. Like she is. She is spot on in a lot of the stuff that she's in. And you have a lot of these scenes where she's on the phone or she's doing these one-way calls. And, yes, I understand the the um, ability to convey your emotions and, and, and still do that without hearing somebody else talk. But I feel like a lot of the one-way calls with Hyperion, that where, again, you don't hear what they're saying. You just get the reactions from, like, Tony Collette and whoever's talking to them. And I feel like those times – would have been better focused uh, or better utilized if they were focused on the character development between the characters. Obviously, you know, we, 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 we know a little bit. I feel like the one character who's fleshed out the most is Daniel D. Kim, the doctor, and then Shamir Anderson, the, the stowaway on board. But Anna Kendrick's character, you don't get a whole lot, and that sucks because she's kind of like the emotional center point of the show. 
Um, Tony Collette, again, another talented actress, but she's just not quite utilized to the max. You don't get a whole lot of depth to their characters, so it's hard to relate to them. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's what I felt like was the weakest point. They didn't utilize uh, the, 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 the people involved to really build up deep character right. relations. Right. Um, also, I feel like, again, to kind of go with what you're saying about, what's her name, Nick, uh, Collette? Uh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette, excuse me. Because of her range and stuff like that, there was opportunities in this to use her more. Like I know, like Kendrick, like you kind of said, like she was like this, like a uh, moral, like uh, maybe compass or teeter totter or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like the glue for some of that stuff, which was good. But Tony is like, she's somebody you want to like either freak out or lose mm-hmm. her cool or whatever it would be. And while it's, you got Anna Kendrick attached, so like I guess you would debate who's a bigger name. Probably Anna, I'd suppose at that point. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so you want her in a lot of those things, but like you never really felt at some point that there was a lot. Like you knew that they were potentially running into a brick wall, but it never felt like they were. Right. Right. And even in the end, like you know, uh, with everything that happens, you never you, you never see any arrival anywhere. Like they're just. It just kind of like ends at that, which was it's an interesting way to end the movie, and that's fine, and I get that, and I think that's really cool. Um, a lot of questions though, like what what happened? Well, like you know, I'll definitely I'll definitely be honest. The, <laughs> like I thought the way they did the ending was very unique. Like don't get me wrong, I'd ra- I would love to have seen like showing up on Mars, like what's yeah, going on farther. Right. I get that. However, the way they painted that last like five minutes or so was pretty fucking heart wrenching. Like I'm oh, like. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking crazy right now. Like, and this that, is going and on that's on a here. testament to Anna Kendrick. Like, she's really, really good at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and like, you know, and it helps that Tony Collette is 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 into the scene. So, I mean, there is some emotions that kick into it, but I just feel like, man, I wish, like, I understood Daniel Day Kim's character. I understand his motivation. I understand why he was doing the way he did, and I felt like they did a good job of of showing like how people react in certain situations, and sometimes they don't make the best decisions. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they did a great job with that with him. Uh, Shamir Anderson, I felt like they gave him good ba- uh, a backdrop to his character so I could relate. I, I could really understand. felt, I was going to say, he was very relatable. Like, he I was felt very that. relatable. But then you have like the emotional center point is Anna Kendrick, and you just don't have a whole lot to go on. You're just like, I, I mean, she's still very effective. And I, I got a little misty diet at the end. I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty. Yeah, it's more of the writing, right? Like, it, it, it is. And it's, it's more of the writing because they just don't give them enough scenes because i mean this movie is it's almost still almost two hours but again they just they waste so much time on these one-way conversations there's just certain things that i felt like uh this probably didn't have to be here i would have liked to have seen something else especially between like anything anything with anna kendrick's character with any of these other people just a deep dive or maybe something more into tony collette we really don't have a whole lot on tony collette other than that she's the commander and she can't she was she was a wasted fucking role she it, 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 she really was, and that's disappointing because I seriously am a huge fucking fan of Tony Collette, and she just wasn't able to really do much with what she was given. So, um, this is one of those movies where when you watch it, it's it's entertaining to a degree. Um, it'll hit you in the feels at the end, but ultimately, I feel like it's gonna be a movie that after a year from now, I'm not even gonna remember. Yeah, this movie. I enjoyed it, but like it's gonna be a blip on the radar, and I'm gonna move on. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much how I feel about it as well. Um, if anyone saw it, if you if you if you haven't watched, it, if you do watch it and you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you sound off in the comments below. We want to get your thoughts on this. Tone, how you feeling? John Connor, we're, we're, ki- we're kind of breezing. We're kind of doing a, a, a Captain America and Winter Soldier through most of these topics because of the next right. one coming up. Well, I think we got to save the 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 yeah yeah. 
Uh, well, how are we doing our giveaway before I decide to do what I'm going to do? We are. Yes, I'm definitely ready to do. What I, I do. know you're ready to do what definitely. you want to do. It's running down my leg. Let's go a take mess. a look here. Oh, 11 minutes. All right, let's go do this. You want to go do it? All right. You guys and gals, we're going to take a quick break. Phone's going to go do his thing, and we will be right back. And welcome back. We are moving on to our final topic of the evening. Mm. And this is going to prove to be very divisive, I feel. Because for the Discord, there are a lot of strong opinions on Mortal Kombat 2021. Watch right now on HBO Max. And, dude, we were hyped as fuck for this movie. Hyped as fuck. The Discord was hyped as fuck for this movie. The world was hyped as fuck for this movie. Yeah. So much that there were more people watching this movie in the first three days than there were people watching Godzilla in its first five days. Which tells you the impact of this. For sure. This is huge. There's a lot of people. That were ready for Mortal Kombat. Test your might. Test your might. Right. House. So now, before we get into it, <clears throat> Jay Hill, I know you want to call in. So I'm gonna ask you to hop into the green room with Cuddles in the Discord. <clears throat> You'll see Green Room. Hop in there with uh with King Cuddles. He'll Cuddles. get you prepped and ready to go before we bring you on. If anybody else would like to call in and talk about Mortal Kombat. We want to get your thoughts. I know there's a lot of you out there that has strong opinions about this. Not everyone hates this movie. Not everyone loves it. But we want to get your thoughts. Do we? So We do. We definitely do. So make sure you let us know in the chat if you want to call in. We'll get you in. You got to join the Discord. We'll get you into the green room with uh, with Cuddles. I promise he'll keep his hands above the waist. Eh. And uh, possibly. I'm, and we'll get you not. in here. There okay. it is. Al Blanco says Mortal Kombat was the shit. Now he's trolling. He, he, he's he's been I don't know man he's been very that boy, defensive. That boy was made of piss and vinegar. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That boy's made of piss and vinegar. So, Mortal Kombat is out now on HBO Max. Yep. It is directed by Simon McCoy. And might I? And I'll preface this all. Everything we're going to talk about. This is Simon's first major movie. Yeah, really. He's done one other short, short film. This is his first major directorial debut. Mm. And I got to say, I can tell. I can tell. Mortal Kombat stars Louis Tan as Cole Young. Jessica, wait, 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 as who? I, 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 Jessica <laughs> McNamee as Sony Blade. <laughs> Josh Lawson as Kano. Makad Brooks as Jax. Uh, Tad Denabu Asano as Lord Raiden or as uh, Hogan in Thor. Uh-huh. Who he is in uh, Thor, and Chin Han as Shang Tsung. Everyone else doesn't fucking matter. Uh, Tone, oh, don't I'm going to lead off because no. I know you have a okay, lot thank to you. say. Jesus, a lot. Oh, Pikachu liked it. Pikachu, Pikachu liked. It. I need a ban out of there. We please. should maybe get Pikachu to call in. Have as review. No, no Nick Cage. That's why this movie sucked. Not wrong. Uh, I'm gonna first off by saying I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start positive. I'm gonna start at the positive end of the spectrum. You do that. The movie looks good. 
Yes. It's got a clean look. It's a beautiful looking movie. It's it, it, You can tell they put some money into it. Sure, can. Yeah, sure, exactly. I agree. I'll agree with that. Uh, what, What's that? With what you said. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, no, I'm it, agree with you. It's, it, it's good special effects. Yeah, yeah. The blood splatter is infinitely better than what we saw in jujitsu. Remember <laughs> jujitsu? The blood splatter? You thought it was, it was a shit. I forgot. This about one that movie. looked, dude, a great looking movie. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Agree, Blanco. And now the other positive thing I'll say is, now we know why a lot of outlets and preview people were showing the first seven minutes of the movie so they could put it out for everyone to see. Because the first seven minutes of the movie are the best parts of the movie. Oh, that's correct. I would agree. You know what? And, like, seriously, the first seven minutes where we explore the origins of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. The the test of time, the, the ultimate rivalry was absolutely amazing absolutely people they, they put it on so many outlets check out the first seven minutes of mortal Kombat. everyone's like fuck this movie's awesome it's gonna be sweet dudes hook line and stinker Ooh, yeah i said that shit Ooh, the, said it. the first seven minutes and, and you know i talked to uh, piccolo about this and he said it almost feels like the first seven minutes of this movie were directed by somebody else yeah i would agree with that because once the first seven minutes of this movie are over, right down to the pit where the spikes are. I mean, it's almost like we should be watching this in frame for frame, like be talking about how goofy everything is. Yeah. Seriously, Ant House gets it. It was two different movies. It fucking was, dude. Hey, Miss Ultimate Cannon, there she is. Uh, from the way Tone looks, uh, you'd think Ezra Miller was Cole Young. Ooh, jeez, oh, man. You took the joke out of my mouth. I was going to make that joke. That is... So, uh, thank you, Blanco. That is great. Uh, crashes, kills were cool, but everything else was a big old mess. I almost slept during it, and I'll never fall asleep. I never fall asleep during movies. Last one I slept through was the RoboCop reboot. Oh, shit. I slept through RoboCop 3. Um, so, that's all I got. In terms of the positives. Now, before, now hold on. I see your scroll of shit. I'm going to give you a moment. Let me touch on the things that I didn't like, and I'm going to just unleash the beast. We'll get Jay Hill on here. If anybody else wants to call in, sound off. Let us know. If you're in the Discord, hop into the green room with Cuddles. We'll get you on one at a time. But, um, all right, a couple things I want to talk about. One of the issues I have with this movie, and it's not even the bad acting. I get it. Everyone's like, well, it's a Mortal Kombat movie. It has to have bad acting. Trust me, there's plenty of it. That's not the problem I have with this movie. The biggest issue I have with this movie mm. is, look, it's Mortal Kombat. It's martial arts. It's supposed to be awesome fight scenes. This movie has more fucking quick cut edits than a Michael Bay film. When you are doing a martial arts movie, you try to go with a long, as long as you can with one continuous shot of combat. It's called choreography. Look at John Wick movies. Those action sequences are one, almost one continuous shot before it cuts to a different edit. Dude, this movie was cut, 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 cut. I'm like, I can't see who's doing what. I don't know what he's doing. Like, I, when I watch martial arts, I want to sit back, I want a full shot, and I want to see multiple moves. Mm-hmm. Choreo- choreographed choreography and everyone's like oh the fights in this movie were cool no they weren't they sucked they were shit the only good fight whoa first seven minutes of the movie was the only good fight the, 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 there's a bunch of fights at the end of the movie stupid rushed oh here, here here's here's seven matchups quick cut quick cut quick cut this is dumb 
This is dumb. Oh, JG Release won the giveaway. JG Release, there's your winner. There is your winner. <laughs> again. He won again. Congratulations to you. Congratulations, JG. You, you won. You, you got we it. We love you. Wilder. First it was Prime, now it's JG Release. Yeah. They find a way, you guys. No, I'm just joking. Congratulations, JG. We'll hit you up after the show. We'll get you hooked up. But I'm bitching right now. Okay? I'm bitching right now. I got <laughs> I, I got to get mine in now. What up, EG? Because my man has to – you won't believe the fucking list, you guys. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, fight scenes were lame. I don't give a fuck. If you're like, well, you can't hate this movie if you, if you didn't play the original Mortal Kombat. This movie's fight scenes sucked. They were trash. Quick cut edits, other than the first one and maybe the final one, but I know you got some problems with the final one that are going to I, – I, I can't I can't back it. Uh, let's move along here. Uh, first of all, Jessica McNamee is awful as Sonya Blade. She's fucking terrible. Forgettable. She is – I don't want to say she's a bad actress because to be in a movie like this, you have to have some sort of discernible talent as acting. I'm going to chalk it up as poor direction and even shittier writing. And I mean, honestly, man, every time Sonya Blade said something, it's it's, a, it's like at the end of her sentence, she like she like was like, that was good, right? Like the, her facial expression was like, she'd say something stupid, something stupid, and then be like, huh? And I was just like, oh my god, stop looking for validation. Your lines suck. Just fucking commit to it. She was terrible in this movie. Uh, Cole Young, Lewis Tan was was really really close second. Um, I would have liked to have seen more Scorpio and Sub Zero because again. Some of the best parts of this movie, to a degree. And lastly, I miss Christopher Lambert. Oh. I miss Christopher Lambert. Lord Raiden and Shang Tsung in this movie were so lame. Yeah, like why? So lame. They were lame. Right, that's right. I don't have to fucking play the games to know that they're lame in this movie. They were lame. Really that simple. I mean, this, this was a massive disappointment. After the first seven minutes of the movie, this movie tanked was not entertaining. It was it was poorly done and a huge missed opportunity. I don't expect a fucking cohesive plot. I don't expect Oscar winning action or acting. I expect good combat. And anyone who says this shit was good fighting, no it wasn't. It wasn't good combat sequences. It was like a sci-fi movie. Actually, this was like what you'd expect out of a 90s action flick. This is this was a shit sci-fi movie. It really was. It really was. Okay, now I've got my stuff out tone i'm gonna sit back i'm gonna crack a beer i'm gonna let you do your thing and then we're gonna get jay hill on the call on the phone here in a moment he, maybe he'll say something positive i don't know but i i'm gonna let you go you're up first dude you're up you first. want me you want me to go first before him you want you want you want jay hill to go should, first? should we have jay hill because yeah, you know what let's do that is jay hill, hill ready is jay hill ready cuddles uh thank you entertainment geekly for that sub thank you for popping in we love you oh entertainment Geekly, thank you so much appreciate yeah get that popcorn it's gonna get hot yeah, yeah. We get Jay Hill in here real quick, uh, Cuddles. Let's get let's get his piece in here because I'm not gonna let up for a minute. And I want to make be, sure this is gonna the... be a long, lengthy tirade. Yeah, so get ready. Let's, get, let's ready. get Jay Hill in here. How uh, many how many nights, uh, Forge Hammer, did we spend playing uh, Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. When we lived together, Jeez, oh, Pete. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna bring Jay Hill on. Jay Hill. There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, can you guys and gals hear Jay Hill? We're still trying to tweak this. Jay Hill, how are you doing tonight? Awesome. Yeah, cheers hey. to you. Cheers to you. Can you hear me, well. Jay? Can everyone hear Jay Hill? 
Try now, Jay Hill. One more time. Can you hear me now? How about now? Let's hear a yep. Let's see a yep. Give me a yep if you do. Jay Nope. Nope. nope really? No, no, no. All right, Jay Hill. Hang on. This 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 is the bullshit we deal with. This is the bullshit we deal with. Let me see here. I think I know it. I think I know it. Well, at some point. You have yourself muted over there? No, I don't. It's this thing right here. Okay. Properties. Go with. When Forge Hammer and I in Cappadocian lived together, we played Jay Hill, try Mortal saying Kombat. something now. Can you hear me now? There he is. Now we got him. Now we got him. Now you guys and gals can hear that, right? Jay Hill? Yeah, there yes, we all go. All right, all right, all right. Okay. There we go. All, all right. right, Jay Hill. Seriously, help us. Help us find some positive. Now, I know you're a fan of Mortal Kombat. You, you're you pretty familiar with the lore. You played the games for a long time. Please be positive. Tell me you love this movie. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as loved, but I, it was exciting enough for me to watch it. I'd probably watch it again uh, or a couple more times. Oh. Mortal Kombat has such a nostalgia and thing for me. Like, I remember going to, you know, Fashion Square Mall. Oh, you're talking weekend. Aladdin's Castle. Hell yeah. Aladdin's Castle every weekend, you know, when people used to go to malls. Um <laughs> And that, so that was like my childhood, you know, playing Mortal Kombat 3 against way older people and beating them, you know, it's a part of childhood that, uh, so no matter what happened in this movie, I don't think I was ever going to hate it. So right. that's the issue. I'm really biased to this. Sure. Um, it's, there's a lot of like scenes that are throwbacks, like, uh, when, uh, Luke Kane keeps sweet kicking Kano because everyone used to sweet kick everyone. That was one of my pros. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Actually enjoyed I, I that, that I did enjoy that bit, I'd be honest with you. I thought Kano was pretty good too. Like mm -hmm. the acting and all the mm -hmm. the stupid little comments and thing. I thought that was pretty decent. I agree with Sonia was just bad. Oh, she um, was awful. Yeah, and I could you know, Cole Young I understand they were trying to get away and, you know, bring in the lineage, but they didn't do it very well at all. Right. Um so it was, I mean, I understand. So now, well, they, at least they didn't like uh, bring in the worst character in the Mortal Kombat franchise. And I mean, they teased him at the end in Johnny Cage. So Ooh. we don't have to worry about seeing him later, later but hopefully, <laughs> I mean, I want to see a sequel or a trilogy because we can see, <laughs> we can see like some noob Sabot um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, stories mm -hmm. with, Tone's pissed because he likes Johnny Cage, I bet. <laughs> actually, no, it's funny you say that. I am actually not like, that's Forge Hammer's guy. I, I didn't really warm up to Johnny Cage until Mortal Kombat 9, truth be told. However, what I will say to you is that uh, you're wrong, first of all. Cole is definitely the worst character ever in that series. Oh. But, two, Johnny Cage, at the very least, whether you like him or not, has always been central part to Earthrealm's Defenders and central to that story. That's the problem. That's, very, that's one that's of the problems true. here. Oh, I know. Yeah, I got a list. I'm ready. The, the the timeline is a little off. If they were trying to do that, um, I guess with Johnny Cage, he he should have been earlier. I guess maybe this should have been later mm -hmm. in the like where they brought in a new character like this. Right. You know, maybe they could they could have brought in Cole Young maybe in the you know the second movie or so. Or I'll even bake your noodle even further guy. and oh. dive deep into this in a second and say if you remove him from the actual story of the movie. 
it doesn't change the movie, and that's how irrelevant he was. Oh, it's yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I know. I'm not going to. I've got a list. I'm not defending. Uh, I'm not defending Cole Young at all. That whole storyline. Okay, it, good. You know, I sure. was about to throw the mic. Uh, but I, I see Cabal was my guy, so I actually like some of a lot of the Cabal stuff. Yes, a lot just because that was a lot of nostalgia there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the criticisms I saw of like Shang Tsung's besides Sub-Zero, you didn't know the other two characters. Those characters were in like one game or something. Oh, um, are you talking about, um, probably General Raikou and yeah, General Raikou? Yeah, right. In the flying girl or whatever. You know, I understand kind of why maybe they did that because they didn't, they, those were sacrificial deaths, mm-hmm. you know, like those people were going to get killed. So you don't <laughs> want to, you didn't want to bring in like a high profile character in the, you know, if they're trying to build the franchise, I'm saying, you know, I don't think they were trying to go one-off movie here. Oh, no, they, I mean, um, they, they've already said that the actor, uh, the actor who uh, portrays um, Sub-Zero uh, told everyone that he's actually under contract for four, yeah. four more <laughs> that's, movies. That's bold I, after this release. Well, I mean, yeah, you, I know. you know, you say it's bold, but I mean, we, we saw the numbers. I mean, more people watched Which this is true. movie in three days than people watched Godzilla in five days. But a sucker's born every minute. Sucker's born every minute. Uh, Jay Hill, was there any uh, any part of the movie that stood out to you as like the highlight of the movie? I mean, was there anything that you know that you would have liked to have seen? Is there any characters outside of Johnny Cage that you would have liked to have maybe seen that they could have squeezed in there other than Cole Young? Um, uh, well, I it's a really short uh, little clip. They do show Katana's um, fan in uh, Raiden's oh, yeah. vault. Yep, big fan. Second, but one of my top. They two. didn't. They didn't like bring her in at all. That was kind of let a letdown. Oh, really? Um, one other letdown was um, when uh, I love Jax's, uh, you know, face mash fatality. Yeah. But in that in that scene though, they were on um, on the pit, so I think they should have really done like uh, a, like a really powerful Jax uppercut with his arms. And having Reiku fall off the pit in like a 3D form, like that watching him familiar. fall into the spikes. <laughs> um, so I, I think they messed it up. Messed it up there. Um, they could have done that. There was a lot of bad things. Oh, yeah, Blanco, I got that list. Again, I mean, it's Mortal Kombat for me. I I, I watched Annihilation. It's awful, terrible. Oh but yeah, I mean, because, Annihilation's pretty bad. Be, Never heard of it. But because of how much it meant to me as a kid, you know, I still, like, appreciate things into it because that's just, you know, it's what it is. No, I mean, and that's and that's the thing, man. That's why this has been such, a, like, a divisive topic. I mean, if you go on social media, I mean, there are so many people that are defending this. And they and they, and they look, just because, you know, I don't agree with their reasoning behind it, I don't have the attachment to Mortal Kombat. I'm watching it, I don't, you know, to the lore itself, so to speak. I played the games for the fatalities, and I dick around with it here and there. I watched the 95 movie, and I thought that movie was awesome. The soundtrack was incredible. Uh, but I don't have that attachment like, like Tone does. And even then, I, I just I just watched this from an entertainment perspective. It was just like, man, look, I wasn't expecting a whole lot in terms of the acting and the plot and stuff. But this was just, I just was underwhelmed by the by the by the combat part of it, and that's like the most important part, in my opinion. I just felt like it was lame. Like the fights were lame. Yeah, does anyone know who did Mortal Kombat Legacy? That whole series. 
because if no one's seen that, was that Makina really? That did that? Yeah, that that was the Mortal Kombat Legacy was amazing. Yeah, that was yeah, Matachita Ma, Ma, or something. Yeah, yeah, like um, some, something like that. Yeah, on YouTube, that was so fucking those, good. It was about a if, decade if ago. You got, yeah, if, if no one, uh, if they like didn't see or they're not a Mortal Kombat fan and uh, they didn't like this. Go watch that YouTube yeah. series. You want to see how to do Mortal really, Kombat really, from like a third person perspective or a third person. It's really yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It was Makina. Makina Maya. Awesome. Um, definitely yeah. check that out. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you calling in, dude. Appreciate you, share, uh, appreciate you sharing your thoughts. As always, it's always a mm-hmm. pleasure to have you on. Um, I have to let you go because this guy I'm about to shit on most is about what you to said. go fucking ballistic and I yeah. want to get to shelter. But Jay Hill, as always, man, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, you the man, bro. We appreciate yep, have you. Have a good one. Take it easy, dude. You dude. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, we have fanboy tone. And what? he's pissed. <laughs> let me preface this by saying this is all I want to I want to give you a brief history and the tie that I have with this series. In the early nineties, I had a Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo version made it so you couldn't enjoy the bloody icky right. version, right? Right. I traded for a week my Super Nintendo so my buddy could play it who had a Genesis just so I could play the bloody version of fucking Mortal Kombat. Wow. Just, that was it. I got Sonic with it too. I probably played more Mortal Kombat. I don't know. doesn't matter anymore. Point is... Point is, and it's a good bring up, by the way, the Makina, the Mortal Kombat Legacy that came out about 10 years ago, right when 9 came out about, mm-hmm. um, was a very great series on YouTube that was singular episodes about background of each character. It was very brutal. It was very modern-esque of all the Mortal Kombat characters. Very amazing. If you ever get a chance to check it, I highly recommend it. Now, when I watched this piece of trash the other night, I made sure right after I was done and complaining during while I was watching it that I took notes while doing it now there's some things that aren't on my notes but i do remember for sure what do we got what do we point at? no oh, i'm pointing fine. at your fucking notes, oh yeah the, the list this list is insane it's like we got, he's got a scroll even um i do want to come back on something to make sure i don't hit because somebody brought it up in the chat uh, uh el blanco did uh fucking shinox medallion is sitting there along with katana's fucking fans with no katana a central part of the story as well by the way for a long time shinox fucking medallion is sitting there just just chilling where it's chilling, and somebody picks it up and goes, oh, look at this, look fucking this thing. That fucking medallion has been a central part of the story plot for the last almost 10 fucking years. How in the nine fucking hells are you going to start with that? Cappadocian brings up a really interesting point where they're flying across the desert and drops it off, and then they're walking, he's like, oh, about three fucking some clicks away to walk there. Why the fuck you just drop him off near the fucking door? Wow. What was the walk plot about? That was fucking stupid. Great plot holes. Anyways, we'll go with the pros first. Oh, wow. First of all, pros, Kung Lao. Kung Lao is one of my top three favorite fucking characters in the series. What I loved about that is that they nailed him spot on from video game form to actual movie form. Sure. His moves. Matter of fact, it was so precise that parts of the moves he was doing, I said, that's part of a combo string. That's really funny that they actually did that. That's fucking great. He shows up, does his little teleporty out of nowhere, and that's the last fucking time you see that. By the way, teleport is a big piece to Kung Lao's fucking character, so they showed it once, and that was the last time you ever fucking saw it. And if you blinked, you missed that part of it. Fucking dumb. The leg sweep bit was actually really funny. I do enjoy campy bits when they come from... It, 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 listen, sometimes the campy stuff does hit a, it hit sure. a button, that one hit a button. I actually really enjoyed that. I thought they handled that really fun. That was that was kind of cool. I don't mind the good humor bits if it just kind of fits naturally. Uh, the dinner scene, 
we'll get to that hopefully with the cons. That was a little silly, but um, and the reason I bring that up is because I, I just start thinking Kano because Kano. Guess what? Kano was great. Kano was one of the best parts of the fucking movie. Kano was also also on the wrong side for a long part of the fucking movie. Right, right, that right. That was really fucking weird. But you know, I was going with it because I'm like, oh, let's see where this goes, that's right? right? That's, that's character development. Yeah, right, right. And it worked. He was funny. Like, some people say he was kind of campy and blah, blah, blah. That's fine, sure. Maybe I he feel, I felt like Kano kind of wore out his welcome with a shtick about halfway through. Sure. However, he also, um, I, re- I read uh, afterwards... The uh, actor that played him, Josh Lawson, Josh Lawson is in the hospital right now for uh, the broke back that he had from carrying the fucking movie. <laughs> so for even half of that. So, uh, the act, yes, the action was great. The fights were awesome. I really enjoyed the fights. Really? Well, from a very cartoony set, oh, like okay, a video game okay, set, because okay. I fully agree with you. If you've ever seen season one, episode three of Daredevil or John Wick movie, the bar has been raised for action scenes. And if you can't get that shit right. For anybody that's defended, I believe it was Just Canadian last week saying something about Iron Fist. Uh, we've seen better. We can do better. We're at that point now. Uh, the gore was great. You know I love gore. Well, they, dude, they, you got there, to see there some fucking no fatalities. There was no shortage of gore. And that you was straight up saw fucking Kano flip that fucking hat and throw somebody through it. That was a fatality. Well, that was Kung Lao, wasn't it? Kung Lao. What did yeah. I say? Kano. Kano. Why did I say Kano? Kano has a laser beam. Yeah, which is great. Um, uh. And matter of fact, I actually don't mind the Arcana explanation. However, <laughs> the Arcana is fine with certain things when it comes to Sonya throwing rings uh, or even like Liu Kang doing the dragon fire thing or even right. the teleport. But for fuck's sake, when you're doing the Arcana bit and it's growing fucking arms for Jax, dude, that's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. That's really fucking... Or the laser eye. Like, listen, so like, where the fuck was the, 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 the special ops of the government behind Sonya Blade and Jax? They were nowhere to be found at all. Like, it, it doesn't have to be, like, a huge premise about it, but you can just say, yeah, we're funded by fucking special operations. That's what we fucking do, et cetera, et cetera. Sonya was over here throwing Nuva rings. <laughs> right, 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 right. The fuck is that all? It's it it pretty funny. It's actually really funny. Um, but So parts of the Arcana was fine. But uh, it didn't make sense for a lot of the other stuff. The Katana fan, Katana fan thing in the background was really fucking exciting at first, but then also really annoying because you realize a central, another central character to the entire plot and story is completely fucking missing for some stupid fucking reason. Borgehammer says, but there are a lot of Arcana abilities in Mortal Kombat. I think it's just the introduction of them in this movie that right, handled like, so poorly. The thought process works unlike the fucking birthmark for the whole entire movie, but... It it kind of works for some things. It doesn't work for laser eyes. I mean, for fuck's sakes, Kano had a fucking metal thing yeah. there that shoot his eye. I mean, whatever it was. Right. Jax had his fucking arms ripped off, so he put on metal arms or whatever. I don't even think he had them ripped off. I think he actually changed. He, he Sub-Zero re- froze them, and then they exploded. Yeah, well, that's new. Cool. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Sub-Zero was cool. Uh for the most part, uh, it was Bihan for sure, which is a big deal because eventually he turns into noob. He had that darker look to him. I liked a lot of the setup with him. Again, we're talking about one of the two characters from the first seven minutes that were fucking awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and keep in mind, I'm heated about the pros right now, everybody. We're not even the cons yet. Just wait. So uh, the Cabal love, the random Cabal love for a random character who's kind of been around for a long fucking time. He was like spot to t- to me. He was like Kung Lao. Kung Lao and him were like almost perfect to a fucking T like translation from video game to movie. That was fucking dope. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the MK music, the OG MK EDM music was kicking in kind of like it's part of a mixing with that. Do you notice that? 
Mm-hmm. That was fucking sweet. I didn't expect that. Get a little bit of love from the from the past. Uh, yes, the fatalities were awesome. That was another pro. Yep. The few that we got looked really fucking good. Uh, and again, once again, uh, Kung Lao. Kung Lao was awesome. If I haven't mentioned Kung Lao, uh, Kung Lao was one of the best parts of the movie. Um, and I'll say it one last time. Kung Lao was one of the best parts of the movie. He looked and acted and everything else. Liu Kang was super weak in this, which was very disappointing. Plus when he was like, flawless victory. Dude, everything about Kung Lao was very like translatable from the game. I, I really like that. And maybe you could say it was campy to a degree. I don't mind if the camp works if we're staying true to the source. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot going out there. Do we want to catch up with any of this stuff before? Because I'm, I haven't got to the cons yet. I'm uh, ready. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I've been just just watching it, and I still can't get over the Nuva Ring thing. Um, <laughs> let me see Anything. here. Let's catch up with, the, let's catch up with y'all. y'all. I know you guys got some good things to say, and I've got much, much more. <laughs> Kroger brand Shao Kahn can kiss my ass. P.S. I love you, too. <laughs> um is here. Uh, Fortune said before that I said that Sony and Kano, for example, their abilities come from technology equipment. Mm-hmm. Sonya, except for her rings, you know. Uh, I mean, look at Jax again. He had robot fucking arms put on. Right. I mean, Jesus. I'm so glad we didn't get into the Liu Kang fucking uh, cyber ninjas and any of that. Who knows? Maybe the sixth movie down the road will fuck that up too. But whatever. <laughs> Uh, a couple more things getting brought up about the uh, stuff that's on the cons list, so I- I'm gonna just I'm seriously just gonna sit back okay. and, All right. and so, sip my beer. My cons list starts with the first word on cons was everything, literally everything. The fucking story is fucking trash. Outside of that seven minutes, the fucking story is completely trash. It has shades of Mortal Kombat. The end. That's it. We keep hearing about the tournament, and everybody's like, "Oh, the prelim to the fucking tournament." Really? That's funny because. I can pretty sure I heard of the tournament tournament at least six fucking times. Dude, they in the mentioned movie. this is the tenth battle in the tournament. Right. They they talk they talk about the entire time. This 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 is the tournament. Ah, the tournament's coming. The tournament's coming. S- sweet, because nothing else is. It's not enjoyable. Uh so yes, the story was trash. Uh I don't understand why they decided to go with with the direction of like the tournament. Like we talked about how, like you said, like, oh, we win one more, we're gonna take over. Right. That was the last time we talked of it. The rest of the time was just saying something going, oh, the tournament, the tournament, sweet. Uh, Raiden, like you mentioned Christopher Lambert. Now, yeah. he got a lot of shit on back then. There's a lot of people that did not like him as Raiden. That's not the debate. What I will say, though, is that Raiden has been always a central part of the fucking story. He is basically Nick Fury to the Avengers. That's how it's worked. That's, he, he brings together the Earth Realm folks. To fight and defend it. Mm-hmm. He was a fucking cock knocker in it. He stayed in his room most of the time crying. or I don't know what he was doing. Putting up electric shield. Putting up electric shield and not being around ever. Like, if they didn't want him to be a central plot, that's fine. But give him more, like, like s- scream power. Like, it's fucking Lord fucking Raiden. Right. Jesus fuck. He was weak as hell. Uh, Shang Tsung, also weak. Also boring as fuck. Yeah, I felt like out of the two, uh, I felt Raiden, the the gentleman who portrayed Raiden, um, Tadabu As- Asano, I felt like he was much better. Um, yeah. I yeah. thought he was a much better uh, Raiden than uh, Chin Han was a Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, the character was just it was. Well, you lame. had to deal with Shang Tsung more because he was he was the villain, which I get. But like even then, like he was hardly predominant at all in any any point. Um, what's he saying? Uh, Jay Hill says, "Damn it, tone, stop making sense. I want to like this through blinders." Uh, <laughs> Guess what, Jay Hill? I'm only a quarter way through the cons, boy. Just wait up. Uh, all right, here we go. Here's my favorite part of the fucking movie. Oh, boy. My favorite part of the movie. Cole. Anything to do with that piece of shit? Oh, my. Cut it. Because like I said, 
Not only is it way too much focus for some fucking reason, somebody please explain to me the, the necessity and the relevance of why this character needed to be introduced. You have a roster of over 30 fucking characters that have been around for 30 fucking years with a story that's been coherent, and that's debatable as well too, and lore that's been around that long. Why, in 2020, 2021, in a movie we're trying to reboot and get a series going, do we decide, you know what? Scorpion needs some relations. Well, it's, needs his, it's his great, 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 great grandson. Whoopty fucking do because oh, he sucks. Guess what? Wait till you see his fucking power. I, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? The Tonfa's a Tokinawa? What the fuck was he fucking wearing? He basically had Black Panther's fucking armor button gold. Punch it a couple times. What is it going to release a big power? Well, that's next? what I was wondering. Like when, when he was getting hit, it was turn, it was yeah. lighting up. So was he absorbing the damage and then outputs? Which I don't is kind of cool because that's kind of video sure. Game. But did we get payout for that too? Did not. Did not. You're no. exactly right. Again, if you remove Cole from the movie, the story doesn't change. It doesn't change hardly at all. How was he even central part? Like even if he's Scorpion's relation, there's still going to be a tournament, right? Goro. Apparently he's coming to some trailer. Honestly, had you not had Cole not been in it, uh, Scorpion wouldn't have been in fucking hell the whole time. He could have brought him back some way. Maybe, somehow. maybe not. Well, they didn't even get to the Quan Chi shit. They didn't even get to any of the things with Scorpion. I mean, they, they don't even explain how Scorpion basically is able to come back. Now, I've been just hanging out in hell. Decided, oh, I fucking want a cheeseburger at Burger 31. I'm going to come up and hang out with you. Uh, P.S. I love you says from a writing perspective, he's there to be the noob so they can explain things to the audience, but they did an awful job. Yeah. You want to know why? Because Sonya Blade explained things and it was terrible. We don't need that. And something that was established this long, that's completely irrelevant. That's just the reality of that. Like, uh, Brian says something. He goes, it would have been cool if Cole became the new Scorpion. Now I thought maybe they would kind of go with that. Something like that. I, that would have been all he right. The, so he had the nut. He had the, he had his weapon. You know that would that could have been on. all right. I kind of thought they were going the angle. That's what some people have said. But again, why would you need to do that with this character when the character is not relevant and doesn't matter anyways? And like yeah, Takeda or something like that. That's like current Mortal Kombat status. Some of those characters aren't even fucking in eleven. But we're also talking about a reboot. This is supposed to be like early get. So like those like a character like Takeda wouldn't be for more years down the road. It Cole is an irrelevant character, and I I, I completely would love to know why they decided to go that route. It, it's he literally single handedly is is a big reason why this movie, in my opinion, was so hard to fucking watch. Yeah, it really was. So um again, if you take his story out, the movie's unchanged. You know what Scorpion doesn't need? What's that? Scorpion doesn't need somebody like Cole to help him fight. Can somebody explain to me, for 30 fucking years, in, in Mortal Kombat, when these guys fight mostly one-on-one, -on -one, why all of a sudden Scorpion needs some fucking noob that they want to bash into you to help him fight fucking Sub-Zero? Great fucking away, question. Takes away from the badassery of uh, Scorpion. Certainly does, because what also doesn't help is take away from the badassery of Scorpion is the fucking mask removal every two seconds. Oh, I got something to say. I'm Scorpion. Uh, fight. Yeah, that was. <laughs> uh, Sub Zero. Uh, hey, I'll go punch some ice. Yeah, I mean, I heard him say. Yeah, yeah get your people out of there. Get over here, clear enough. He doesn't have to keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is ironic because most of the time he's speaking in Japanese until he says, "Get over here." That's neat. Real. That's good writing. <laughs> uh, um, can we talk about Goro coming to the Earth Realm? Oh boy, this this one is. Whew. What? Actually, you know what? Let me. 
<laughs> what? Should, we, should I pop the meme? Or should we show the two? Because these uh, memes. Is it time for the memes? Let's talk. Let's I got more cons. Don't worry, everybody. Sit tight. Strap in. We got some great one. memes for you. Mortal Kombat 21, 2021 be like this. There's the Kano Sonya Blade uh, fighting in a trailer park, and there's Goro before he gets pieced out next to a, a truck. Uh, w- real quick, my friend Dan said it best the day after this movie came out. He's like, you tell me what Mortal Kombat fan has been waiting to see a trailer park fight behind an Arby's all their life. <laughs> Great fucking point. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that pretty much summed up. Like, Goro. I, I want you to dive into why it's so shitty the way Goro went out and where he went out. Why in the fuck would he come to Earthrealm? He 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 might have a relation with Shang Tsung, and maybe even Shang Tsung is his boss. There's no rhyme or reason in any of this lore that he'd ever step out of fucking the Nether Realm to come to fucking Earth. He's a fucking prince, and he gets sent to Earth to take out the noob, to take out his fucking daughter and kid. Maybe <laughs> you should send General fucking Ryko there with his hammer. Right. I don't fucking know. Figure it out. If you're gonna bring those two dumb characters in out of nowhere, why the fuck couldn't anybody else do that shit? That's fucking ridiculous. Oh. Girls in Earth Realm. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. So yeah. Speaking of which, Natara and General Raiko. Characters that maybe showed up in one Mortal Kombat and we haven't seen since. You got fucking Shao Kahn wannabe in I don't know, some fucking flying vampire lady. Okay, cool. Like listen, Jay Hill made a good point. That's a good perspective, matter of fact. You need some people to be cannon fodder. Sure. Sure. She got fucking chewed up in the the hat saw blade. You, you still, though, you're going to waste time with makeup, screen time with these characters when you have 30 years of 30 or some characters that you could bring in instead for a cameo and peace out that don't fucking matter. That was our choice. Jay Hill says, damn it, Tone. Now I'm pissed at this movie. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Absolutely welcome. Want to call back in, Jay Hill? Absolutely welcome. <laughs> I'm not done yet. So, Jeez. um, uh, you know, I'm I'm getting pretty close though. So, yes, no ran- no Johnny Cage. So we, get a we hint. so some yeah. Well, we get a hint. We yeah. get a hint at the end. We get the belt buckle, and people complain about the belt buckle, but that's more that's more modern Johnny. Big fucking whoop. He wasn't even the goddamn movie, so I don't think we should criticize the poster. Sure, let's criticize the fact he was. So we we so listen again with like katanas. Um, if you go to the original roster, guess who's on that original roster? Who? Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage is on. You know who's not? Cole. <laughs> so, how are we going to take a character that's central from the entire story? Again, if this is a reboot, and he's not even involved at all early on, like why would we even do that? I honestly thought because uh, you know, so he's fighting in a cage. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, cool. Maybe maybe Cole. Maybe he's be Johnny maybe Cage, he's but... fighting in a cage. Yeah. But that didn't no, happen. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that, I thought that was really ironic. The, the the MMA fighter all of a sudden gets gets a fucking gold suit and can fight Goro. Cool. Yeah, I know. I didn't even need salt for my popcorn. Tone provided plenty of Absolutely. Before. I'm <laughs> Morton's all day. Morton's Morton all day. Here. Yep. Grab your umbrella. It's raining. <laughs> um so listen, at the end of the day, um, clearly I was uh, here here's why I'm so upset. I'm really bummed and disappointed because I had a lot. I, I I was really excited about this. I don't normally put a lot of eggs in my basket like this. Besides, maybe like some MCU stuff these days, or or even like uh, Kong versus Godzilla. It, because listen, this is a known franchise. It's not a well-known franchise. Not a triple A franchise. And I get it. Everybody is home more, and they're able to. Same with King, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. More people watch that because that would have never watched it because they're home. I honestly right. believe that. Oh, absolutely. There was no site on, on KOTM because, you know, nobody cared. But now they do because they got something to watch. It's the same with Mortal Kombat. The people out there that are defending this don't get it. And I'm sorry. That's just the truth. You can enjoy it, and I respect that. That's fine. But a lot of folks out there that are defending this 
How, like, listen, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. And the reason I'm being that guy is because this isn't like this came out five years ago. Mortal Kombat's been out since the early fucking 90s. Right. There's established lore. There's established story. And I'm telling you what, that 94, 95 movie is better than this fucking movie. Why? Because the characters are developed way better. And you give a shit about them. And look, when, and, he, when he says that, and I understand what he's saying, there's only so much you can do with, with something like this in terms of character development. But at least you can be um, respectful of the source material. That's the point. Yeah. And they weren't at all. This was complete trash. And whoever, like, I don't know how much Ed Boon had a hand in this, if he was a producer or what he was doing, or if he just turned a Kirkland on us on this shit. Maybe he did with Annihilation. I don't know. But listen, the, never nothing's going to be without its imperfections. But you have to at least try. Right. And I don't believe I to me I don't believe there was a try in this at all. And and you know it's it's ironic to me that WB is involved with uh, is involved with Mortal Kombat because guess what they're also involved with DC who also can't seem to ever fucking hit a uh, home run. It's just it's it's funny how this works out. It's convoluted as hell. And again I'm going to bring up Cole. Really that's the best we could do. We didn't even need to do that. Right. We didn't need to do that at all. Reptile, who I've hardly even talked about, was basically a fucking alligator running around on a ceiling. <laughs> like, I know he was kind of reptilish in the, even the original movie, and he kind of is in the games, but he's evolved over years. Right. At least to be, like, kind of like one of those ninjas. He didn't even get that fucking love, and that's, that's unfortunate. Um, at the end of the day, uh, to, to, to come back to the Makina thing and the Mortal Kombat legacy, this would have benefited better if they'd have run, ran that route with, like, a, a miniseries, not as a fucking movie. Because there is a... Listen, there's a lot of characters. Yep. There's a lot of lore. And mm-hmm. you do need to flesh out. And they had two hours or whatever it was a lot of time. And and even in that time that they have to say, okay, how are we going to tell this story? How are we going to reboot this and make this work? Let's add Cole. That that's what, that was, at the end of the day, That, that well, let's create a whole new character mm-hmm. after 30 years. And, and at first I thought maybe he was going to be like Fujin, which I'd have been like, okay, an adaption of Fujin, that's fine too, because that was uh, Mortal Kombat, maybe Deadly Alliance, I want to say. I don't recall when Fujin came in, and he ended up, you played him early on, he ended up being a god. I thought maybe they are going to do something like this. I didn't think they were going to come up all of a sudden, like throwing this thing, like, oh, uh, Scorpion's relative. <laughs> he's, uh, he's whatever, cool. So here it is. So uh, it's, 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 it's really unfortunate, again, at the end of the day, that this is where we're at with it. And. This is, again, coming from somebody who's been a fan for a long time. So at some point, I'm sorry, and I try not to do this, there is some gatekeeping involved. Sure. And that's because, again, like you said, it's it's kind of it depends on how you handle the source material. It's, it's a reboot. You've got the source material in front of you. You can look at it. You can use those guidelines, and you can adapt and change sure. and modernize it and make it fit. This is a complete bastardization of that, and it's actually shameful, and I'm never going to watch this again. And I'm And if you enjoyed it, that's on you. That's on you. Wow. Jay Hill, that's on you. Try sleeping at night today, buddy. <laughs> oh, he's oh now he's now he's getting shit faced. Thirsty. He's that mad. Uh Brian says, keep those gates, Tone. <laughs> the end. Uh, El Blanco says, uh, there's a theory that Cole might be Cyrax. No one cares. He's Nobody a relevant character. Cares. If if that was the case, they could have built built him better. Yeah, they could have done Brian, better that job. is Cole. Somebody clip that if you can. If you enjoyed it, that's on you. That's on you. Wow. You feel, you feel good now? You get all you feel a little bit better? Maybe water, maybe a nap. I don't know. Maybe some water, maybe a nap. You're welcome, J Hill. Uh that was um that was a lot, but that is what we wanted to bring up last because we knew there was a good <laughs> killed my child. <laughs>
Uh, but Carlos says, I changed my mind. I love the movie now just because Tony hates it so much. Oscar, uh, Tony just earned another pee break per Brian. Yeah, guess what? I've already got a pee, I, know, too. I feel one coming on, too. So, But that's going to do it for this week's show. Lots of good stuff to talk about. I know we breezed through some of the earlier topics, but they were good conversations. But we knew Mortal Kombat would be the two-time sink here. And, Tone, you did not disappoint. Just a reminder, this weekend we'll be checking out Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan. That drops on Amazon Prime oh, this so week. Good. That's out this week. I think there's something else. Um, another movie on Netflix. I'll have to check. There's something else, but make sure you're in the Discord. We'll let you know what we're going to be talking about. We'll talk about the season finale of um, uh, Invincible. Invincible. Now, next Tuesday, I'm scheduled to get my second shot uh, for the vaccination. Pfizer Army or Moderna? Moderna Army. So I don't know just yet how I'll be feeling for Wednesday, if there'll be a show Wednesday. I don't know. Would you be able to do a show Thursday if we had to push it? Uh, don't tell me my business. I will. Not. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I would be able to do a Thursday if need we'll be. Just, it'll just depend on um, – you're right, Brian. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm getting it done at noon. I have the rest of that day off on Tuesday, and I don't know how I'm going to feel on Wednesday. But if we can do a show on Wednesday, we'll do it on Wednesday. Right. If not, we'll probably push it to Thursday. But we'll also be talking about Star Wars Bad Batch. Episode 1 drops on Tuesday. That's the one that does drop this next week, yes. Star Wars. Um, Bad Batch will be on Disney Plus. Over on, an hour. On t- is it really? 70 minutes. The first episode, 70 minutes? If I don't see you before then, which I probably won't, may the 4th be with you. It drops on Tuesday. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, Bad Batch, yo. So we'll be talking about that. Um, we'll have a lot of other stuff to talk about. We'll talk about Returnal. We're going to be playing that this weekend. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. We'll, and if there's any updates or anything like that, movies that we add to the list, shows that we add to the list, we'll let you know in the Discord. So make sure you're in there. Uh, once again, one big final shout out to Pigeon Hill Brewing for letting us throw up the bar. This is where we're at tonight. This is where we're at this past weekend. You can catch our beer quest number two. It'll be available on Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel. You can check it out over there. Tone, did I miss anything? Uh, no, I just want to, as always, uh, thank you, everybody, for being able to show up. I'll any of the subs, follows. Um, as always, we say, if you enjoy us and and, and and want to share us, please do. We love those likes, yeah, subs, absolutely. shares. Uh, if you know people in your family that might enjoy us or friends, please do that. That uh, That is big for us, that word of mouth. And uh, that's right, P.S. I love you. Good night and fuck Cole. That is the best thing we could say at the end of this. Ark and Wrath, if you want to dive into those pee breaks sometimes, DM me. I'll give you some details. Uh, but, no, that's really about it, dude, dudes uh, and dudettes. We appreciate you as always. Thank you for letting me do my tirade. Oh man, um, appreciate it. It's oh, the pleasure's all on this side of the table. Right, 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 right. You know, it, it, what is it? Uh, Robocop two. What's bugging you, Murph? Kane, <laughs> Kane. What's bugging you, Tone? Cold's bugging Cole, me. Cold's <laughs> bugging me right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, as Tone said, all the shares, whether it's on Facebook, uh, if it's on Twitter, if it's on YouTube, share those links. Uh, tell your friends and family. If you if you listen to us on iTunes, make sure you give us a, a thumbs up. Uh, or a, a five-star review if you feel like we, we deserve it. If not, let us know how, what we can do to earn that five-star recording or record. So for Fanboy Tone, I'm the Dude 79 It's been another episode of Banter and Bebel. We will see you Wednesday night, possibly Thursday next week. Make sure you check us out on Discord, but we will also be live. Mm-hmm. I'll be live on the Banter and Bebel channel right here Friday night with Returnal. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. <laughs>